This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, September 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The city of Philadelphia reached a grim milestone as more than 400 lives have fallen victim to gun violence. At least four people died and 10 others were injured in the gun violence just over this weekend. A man was shot outside of the Philadelphia Marriott early Monday morning. One of the city's Latest shooting left one person dead and two others injured at Hancock and Lippincott Streets at 5.11 a.m. on Sunday. A 31-year-old woman was shot in the chest and later died at the hospital. The shooting also critically injured a 39-year-old woman, while a 37-year-old male victim is expected to survive his injuries. I'm heartbroken and outraged that we've lost more than 400 Philadelphians to preventable violence this year. My heart goes out to all of the families suffering from enormous grief. Our administration continues to act with urgency to reduce violence and save lives, said Mayor Jim Kenney in a statement Sunday morning. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw said in a statement that she's devastated by the rising homicide rate. Our department continues to make a record number of crime gun confiscations and a number of arrests of the individuals in possession of them. However, this is not nearly enough. We will continue to work with our law enforcement and community partners to bring to justice those who seek to cause harm to our beautiful city and its people, added Outlaw. Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner is hosting a news conference on Monday morning where he's expected to address the ongoing violence. And officials want to remind the public that tips to police can remain anonymous by calling 215-686-TIPS. Police in Montgomery County are investigating a double shooting at a Wawa parking lot that sent two people to the hospital. Investigators say the violence broke out at about 3.30 in the morning at the Wawa on Ridge Pike and Conjahawkin Road in Plymouth Township. Sources say a group of young women, either in their teens or early 20s, started a fight over Overnight, one of them pulled out a gun and shot a couple in their mid-40s. Investigators say both victims were shot in the leg and transported to the hospital. Bullets shattered windows and police used coffee cups to mark the casings. By 9 a.m., the store was back open. Investigators are trying to figure out how the fight started, uh, and they have not yet made any arrests, but the shooting did leave a lot of neighbors on edge. Chiefs coach Andy Reid is resting and in stable condition after being taken to a hospital following Kansas City's 30-24 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday. The Chiefs released a statement Sunday night saying Reid was evaluated by the medical staff in the locker room after the game and was transported to the University of Kansas Health System for further evaluation as a precaution. Coach is doing well, currently resting and in stable condition, the statement posted on Twitter said. The 63-year-old head coach was feeling ill but coached the duration of the game, a team spokesperson said. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes said that his coach came in and talked to us and he seemed fine post-game in the locker room. He seemed fine on the sideline as well. That's all I really know, he said. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates 6 nothing yesterday. What the f- is this? Philly starter Hans Kraus gave up a home run to Cole Tucker on his first major league pitch, and the Phillies' playoff hopes took a hit. Bryce Don't Hart- you know how I hate losing to the Pirates? 
Bryce Harper and the Phillies finished the home portion of their schedule with a record of 47-34. and 34. The Phillies, who had won five in a row, now trail the National League East, leading Atlanta by two and a half games. They'll visit the Braves for a three-game series starting tomorrow. Team ASAP Wheeler will get the start tomorrow night for game one in Atlanta. The Eagles are in Dallas tonight to take on the Cowboys and kickoff will be at 8-15. The nationally televised Monday night football game will air on ESPN. And with the game on the line, Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yard field goal, the longest in NFL history wow. to lift the Ravens to the last second 1917 victory over the Detroit Lions. Tucker's 66-yarder eclipsed Matt Prater's 64-yard field goal in 2013 as the longest in NFL history. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. And uh, we hope you had a wonderful weekend. Hopefully we're at the MMRBQ. We're definitely going to be talking about that today and recapping the enjoyment that we had on a beautiful, beautiful Saturday. Yeah, that it was. was. Just a fantastic time. So uh, we'll dive into some of that, but uh, hopefully you were there. Um, We also have some other things going on. New Word of the Week prize. Just plain and simple, it's cash. We have $300 to give away, so keep track of the letters. We'll start that with Pierre at the end of the program today and get it into Friday and then give that away, obviously, then. And we have many opportunities between now and then to win cash as well. MMR's Money Clips continues, so we do that today at 8 and 10 a.m. just to get the ball rolling, and then it happens all day long, and we don't want you to miss your opportunity. And we have some other things that we'll have a chance for you to win as well as we go through the week. And other than that, it is business as usual. Like I said, the weather's going to be great today. Yep. Back in the, Yesterday was beautiful, man. Uh, it's a wonderful weekend. It's no two ways about it. Yeah, and you can see the clarity. Yes. Like the humidity levels are so low, it's just crystal clear. You can see what appears to be the sky. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's wonderful. So uh, we have uh, we have beautiful weather, and I got nothing else. So yeah. there you go. That's it, man. Yep, that's it. That's what we got. That's all you need. We got a beautiful day on a Monday, and uh, I've got the entertainment report all stacked up and ready to go. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second, get into it all. I got a stupid question ready for you. Let's test your knowledge, my friend. Stay with us. We will be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clips seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. From who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question to test your knowledge today. We do have a pair of tickets to give away to see Chris Stapleton. who's playing on Friday at the BB&T Pavilion. And the question that I pose to you is this. Twin brothers Ross and Norris McWhirter... Are best known for creating what reference book? 215263 WMMR. All right. That's a good one. Yep. So twin brothers Ross and Norris McWhirter are best known for creating what reference book? Call if you know the answer. We'll go through some birthdays while we wait for that answer to come in. Uh, today is Monday, September 27th. It is Gwyneth Paltrow's birthday uh-huh. today. 
Uh, Gwenny is 49 <laughs> years old. Yes, Pepper Potts. Yes, and she was great. From the Marvel world. Her chemistry with uh, Robert Downey, uh, amazing. You can, uh, it's perfect. It's ex- yeah. their, their dialogue sessions, especially when they're arguing. It seems like they're really yeah. talking. Like they're really, <laughs> yeah. that stuff yeah. is just rolling off yeah. the top yeah. of their yeah. heads. But they, they have a, a great rapport. I like her a lot. I, I, you I know, uh, and um, I, I even, so much, I'll even tolerate goop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put up with your goop. Yeah. Because we kind of like it, uh, but no, nah, you're, you're right. There's uh, in, in uh, on screen. There's a, there's a lot to love about her. She's uh, 49 years old today. Uh, it's Randy Bachman's birthday oh! today. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Uh, he was also in the guest who guess who, which is why Casey's playing this. Do you know the other member's name of Bachman Turner Overdrive was Turner Overdrive? No, yeah. it's really <laughs> no. <laughs> It's Bachman and Turner. Oh, that's and right. And they were always in overdrive. Was uh, part of that as well. Yeah, there's a whole, there, uh, like uh, Bachman Turner, uh, Guess Who, Mountain. There's there's like Lee this Majors. group of bands that all ha- shared, almost kind of like the Mother Love Bone You're or right. Mutton Honey. Was Foghat in that group? Mm, or they were outside of that? I think they were outside okay. of that. But but there's, I need to go and, and do a little breakdown. It's very incestuous. Of the bands that were all intersected um, That's a good with, point. with Bachman Turner. But uh, Randy Bachman uh, celebrates his uh, 78th birthday. I like this today. song. I do too. I mean, I like it's, this song. it's a fun song. Especially when you're taking care of business. <laughs> Which is what we're trying to do today. And give away money and all that good stuff. Taking care of business. Uh, What what else did they have? Um, Man, there's a... God, why am I thinking... Failing at my business. No. You ain't seen nothing yet? You ain't oh, seen nothing it. yet. You, 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 you ain't seen much. nothing. Here's something you're never going to... Today, Junior. Roll on down the highway. Let it roll. That's a good one, too. Down the highway. That's a good one. And, oh... Try, try, try to let it ride. We need to go on a Bachman Turner overdrive trip. Well, Dude, that's driving music. Like, all those songs are in the car, window down, driving music. About day one of the camp out for hunger, we perform a one-hour tribute to Bachman Turner overdrive. We can do that. We can do a one-hour. I like that. All right, so uh, Randy Bachman is 78 today. It's also Meatloaf's birthday today. Yes, hell yes. This song. Double Meatloaf. Right up there. <laughs> Dude, that is a great band name. Dude. Double Meatloaf. Meatloaf tribute band? <laughs> yes. It's a band. It's yeah. a band. Period. Double Meatloaf. Yes. Double Meatloaf. I hate I have not broken out the band name list in a while. I'm writing that down right now. I'm sorry. You got to give me a second here. Yes. Hold on to this. Carry carry by yourself. I really got to write this down. Meatloaf double beat. Well, we were just referring to something concerning meatloaf last week. Not as a food item, but as the entertainer. Um, The Rocky Horror? Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, Meatloaf celebrates his seventy-fourth <laughs> birthday today. So happy double Meatloaf to double you. Double Be- He was good in Fight Club. Was. Uh, he was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sean Cassidy, Steve. Oh my God. On a Monday and my heart stood still. <laughs> oh my God. This three strikes. <laughs> Somebody told me that her name was Jill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
That's, that's the language class he's teaching. It's the only thing he taught them so, instead of teaching them English. Who was your favorite Hardy Boy, Preston? Was it Sean Cassidy or Parker Stevens? I, uh, I kind of got to go with Parker Stevens. We named our son Parker. There you go. So, okay. And that was kind of that did influence it a little bit. But my sister had the biggest crush oh, on Sean Cassidy. He used to have a rock and hair style back yep, then from the Hardy Boys, and yeah. he did do a cover of "Do Do Run Run," <laughs> and it's not this. No. No. Uh, but anyhow, he is 63 <laughs> years old today. Um, well, uh, another birthday. Uh, actress Anna Camp. Yes. Uh, she is from Pitch Perfect. She's kind of like the leader of the uh, yeah. She's the of the crew. Yeah. She is. She's a, a different when you... This is her. Yeah. Is that really her? Yeah. She's really cute. Yeah. She's super cute. Uh, but she's also been in, she was in the movie The Help. Uh, yeah. She was in True Blood as well. And, yeah. I uh, always liked her. She's uh, 39 years old today. Uh, speaking of another songstress, uh, you have Avril Lavigne uh-huh. uh, celebrating a birthday today. Um, she, Formerly married to Chad Kroger? Chad Kroger were together for a while. Yeah. I, I thought it was actually going to last, but they ended up uh, breaking up. Uh, Avril Lavigne, I, I saw on uh, Wikipedia, so I didn't catch her age. She was born in 84. Does that make her... 32, oh, 37. 37 years yeah, old yeah. today. Wow. What did she reveal? What was her medical? She had Lyme disease? She had Lyme disease, yeah. Yeah, yeah and she had a nasty run with it. This is a guilty pleasure song. Good song. Yeah. I don't know why, but I like this tune. This is one word. That's the only part I know. I actually like this and girlfriend and skater boy. It's just like oh man, we're, we're basically skater boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she is celebrating birthday today at thirty eight, and then the last birthday today, Michael Jack Schmidt yes. celebrates his birthday. Mike wow. Schmidt. Wow. Uh, and of all the great performances he's had in Philadelphia, <laughs> this is our favorite. It's full count here to Willie Harris. Getting down with another score, Michael Jack. How's your golf game? Pretty good, Harry. Uh, I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> at golf, I hope. At golf, I hope. No, yeah, golf, yes. I mean, I've been beating I, the hell out of my uh, wife the way a that lot Harry saves him. And just, <laughs> no, 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 not actually at golf. I've had some issues at the house, and there have been some things with it taken out of the garbage, and you know how it gets. Oh, my God. Listen to this again. Here to Willie Harris. <laughs> it's him and Harry Callis, and Harry asks him how things have been lately. Getting down with another swarm, Michael Jack. How's your golf game? Pretty good, Harry. Uh, I've been beating the hell out of my wife pretty regularly. <laughs> At golf, I hope. At golf, I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope. <laughs> well, Harry, I express all my physical aggression through sex. <laughs> uh, and another, another great memory. I'm sure we've mentioned this every time we have a birthday uh, with uh, Mike Schmidt. He came in our studio. was sitting right next to me. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And we were playing uh, Godsmack. Godsmack was the song. Like, it was, like, like there's a minute left yeah. of it, and the song is crying like a bitch. <laughs> and at the end of the song, it repeats over, you will cry like a bitch. <laughs> like, I mean, just as aggressively you can imagine. And I'm looking at Mike Schmidt wearing his headphones, <laughs> and that just screaming into his ears, you cry like a bitch. <laughs> it was pretty damn funny. I got to bring my dad in that day, and he got to meet Mike Schmidt, which is really cool. And he is, he's such a nice guy. He was just in town over the weekend, and uh, he does um, a, a bunch of games for the Phils this year. Doesn't do all of them, but uh, he, he's a really good color commentator. He was also 
the sole reason, like, there there was always a fight when uh, when it was Jersey Day, getting your, your Little League baseball jersey. Mm. Everybody wanted to Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Everybody yeah. wanted to be number 20. Sure. Greatest um, Philly of all time. Uh, Mike Schmidt turns 72 years old today, so happy birthday to you, sir. Hope you beat you. Hell out of your wife at golf today. Uh, let's go to the phones and see if someone knows the answer to this question. Uh, twin brothers Ross and Norris McWhorter are best known for creating what reference book? And I will go to Josh, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Josh, good morning. Hi, Grandmom. Hi, Hi Grandmom. All right. Hi, Grandmom. Josh, lay it on me. What uh, What book were they known for creating? The Guinness World Book of Records. You got it, sir. <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records. Hang on, Josh. We will give you, sir, a pair of tickets. No, we won't. We'll give you, yes, a pair of tickets to see Chris Stapleton. No. I'm sorry. Yes. 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 Hang on. i got to fix something. I, this is going to drive me We're freaking crazy. We're giving away Chris Stapleton tickets? Yes, Well, we he's a rocker, Kath, you know. Um, he does have rock act. I- Act song thingy. Yeah, we're playing a rock song of his. All right, so anyhow, we're going to set you up with the tickets to see Chris Stapleton, and that is going to be on Friday. BB&T Pavilion tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. There you go. And we will set you up, sir. Uh, Let's see. At the box office this weekend, number one, uh, Shang-Chi held in there. And in fact, it has become the top uh, earner during the pandemic, I believe. It would have to be, right? Officially, yes. Yeah. It's made $196 million. Top grossing film during the pandemic. That's respectable. Um, Black Widow previously held that honor with 186, but uh, just got passed. Uh, second was Dear Evan Hansen, made $7.3 million. Uh, followed by Free Guy, Candyman, Cry Macho, Jungle Cruise. And number seven was uh, Malignant. And then you have Cop Shop, Paw Patrol, and Love Story rounded out the top ten. Um, the Tony Awards live streamed on Paramount Plus uh, last night from the Winter Garden Theater, uh, followed by a two-hour CBS concert special titled Broadway's Back. Uh, the award ceremony uh, ceremony kicked off at 7 o'clock. It was hosted by Audra McDonald. Uh, the concert portion was hosted by Hamilton star Leslie Odom Jr., and feature performances from nominated musicals, including uh, Moulin, Rouge, Moulin Rouge, the musical, uh, Jagged Little Pill, and Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Huh. Uh, it ended with the biggest prize of the evening, best musical, best play, and best revival of a play. So, The Inheritance won best play. I don't know that so one. So, there's a lot that I didn't know as I was looking through the list of winners. And the fact that they sort of relegated it to streaming, like was it, was it actually on the broadcast the schedule? awards were streamed, but the concert was, was, uh, on, was CBS. on CBS. Yeah. All right. Uh, so then you had uh, Andrew Burnup won lead for his role in uh, The Inheritance. Moulin Rouge won Best Musical and Best Direction for a Musical. A, Sol- a, a Soldier's Play snagged Best Revival of a Play and Best Performance for David Allen Greer. Okay, quick question yes. for the Tonys, and I guess this is why this has eluded me. Through all of the year, those theaters were closed. Yeah. How were these... Yeah. How were these? It's a good question. Voted on, or yeah. what was? How did they alter the the voting rules? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, the Inheritance won Best Play, and Andrew Burnup won lead for his role. I already said that. Uh, <laughs> before the pandemic, the Tonys were set for June of 2020, but as the entertainment industry and world shut down, they were scuttled and postponed twice during the pandemic. Several beloved stars, including 
Nick Cordero and Tony Award-winning playwright Terrence McNally had succumbed to COVID-19 and passed. So these are technically for the Tonys of 2019? It might be that. Uh, last week, Broadway reopened to great fanfare almost a year and a half of after a year and a half of silence, so that must have been right. it, Steve. Right, it's probably it. The presenters included Andrew Lloyd Webber, Adina Menzel, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, Ben, Rick, ben Platt, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Andrew Garfield, Kristen Chenoweth, and Jake Gyllenhaal, to name a few. Uh, the telecast featured performances by John Legend and the cast of Ain't Too Proud, uh, David Byrne and the American Utopia. Uh, the original cast of Hairspray, including Marissa Jarrett Wincore and Matthew Morrison. And special closing performance from Freestyle Love Supreme featuring Lin-Manuel Miranda, James Monroe uh, Iglehart, uh, Wayne Brady, and more. Uh, so they got that underway, and they did it. So when was Dear Evan Hansen? When did that premiere on Broadway, Case? Oh, God. Um, Has it been around for a long time? Uh, I would say at least five years All ago. Right. Okay. So uh, apparently uh, Broadway is back, and they are happy about it. Uh, Elon Musk and singer Grimes have ended their romantic relationship after Man, three years. I thought that would go a little longer, actually. Yeah? Yeah. You saw you saw, I some, saw I saw something there. Yeah, a little spark. They wrapped it up. Yeah. Uh, the Tesla and SpaceX founder tells the New York Post, page six, that he and the Canadian singer are, quote, semi-separated. But he says they remain on good terms. She still lives at his house in California, and they continue to raise their one-year-old son together. Uh, he said that it is mostly that my work at SpaceX and Tesla requires me to be primarily in Texas or traveling overseas, and her work is primarily in L.A. She's staying with me now, and Baby X is in the adjacent room. I finally learned how to pronounce the kid's name. It's X Ash A twelve. X Ash A twelve. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's the way it's pronounced. Are you so they just? I guess they call the baby baby X. Baby X yeah, that's that's okay. The, that's stupid. I agree. Mm-hmm. You can say that. It is. Yeah. Uh, the fifty-year-old entrepreneur has six other children from previous relationships. I didn't, I really didn't know that. That many. Yeah. What? Uh, he's been married three times. I didn't know that. Including twice to Westworld actress Tallulah Riley. Huh? Uh, Grimes has not been married, and her son with Musk is her first child. I just thought he was one of these guys who was like completely committed, like in the lab. Yeah. But apparently he gets down. Yeah, six kids, and he's been married three times. So uh, Crazy. All right, we'll stay with the uh, the space theme for a moment. Decades after he last played the role, William Shatner is going to become a real-life Captain Kirk because he's going to space on Jeff Bezos' rocket ship. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. Uh, so, I, yeah. You know what? They had to send him up, right? Yes. If there was, if there was any opportunity. I am Iron Man. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> uh, sources with direct knowledge tell TNC. <laughs> That the 90-year-old actor is slated to be part of the second crew to take the space flight in the new Shepard capsule. Uh, that would make him the oldest person ever yes. to be launched into space. So, um... I think John Glenn was the oldest before him. And I think he... Was he surpassed by that woman that the... Oh, maybe. That old... Uh, she was supposed to be part of the original space program, but they didn't yeah. let her... She was a woman, I guess, who didn't promote her in, through the ranks. She went up with... Was it Bezos or was it with the Virgin um, Jeffrey Jeffrey Bezos? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. 
I don't remember. Okay. There's been so many billionaire space flights I that I can't remember right. who all was Really, on that's board. what space is about. It should only be for billionaires. Mm-hmm. So Shatner, uh, by the way, uh, let's see, he will... Um, he will be on board the October launch for the 15-minute civilian flight, uh, similar to the last launch. So uh. that'll be coming up very, very soon. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Ah. <laughs> well, Steve, you're right. Uh, her name was Wally Funk. Okay. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just moved past that part. Uh, and, oh, don't uh, worry. We're going to do that again. I know, yeah. yeah. But uh, he's... He, Shatner, is going to uh, surpass her. Oh, okay. So Excellent. you were right, with, right about her. She surpassed John, John Glenn, and Shatner will surpass her. All right. All right. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Ah! <laughs> That's so dumb. Okay. <laughs> I need to explain that. We were, at, we, were the camp, we were at the camp out for hunger. <laughs> Back in Plymouth meeting. And by accident, I think you played the, yeah. the Captain Kirk clip out right. of nowhere with this big crowd of people there. And then... Steve, Casey, did you accidentally hit Bob I at the end of it? Or, that. No. But it became, it it became a thing. It became yeah. a thing. A chant. One more yeah. time, if you wouldn't Captain mind. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob! <laughs> then the crowd was singing along. Oh, no, they loved it. <laughs> and then we would play just the Captain Kirk yeah. part, and they would say Bob. <laughs> it was so great. I still love that. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob. Bob. That's why. That's all you need to know. Dude, that's uh, a good question. The sources say that the mission will be filmed for a documentary. Shatner's people were talking to Discovery about the special, but that didn't materialize. And sources say Shatner and company have taken the project elsewhere and are in negotiations. Uh, it's unclear who will be joining Shatner on the flight, uh, but they'll join Elite Company as some of the first amateur astronauts in space. Well, you know, that's awesome. George Takei really. Should, oh, he should deserves to go, go out. Well. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, I mean, he, and you know, it's funny because he and Shatner have always been contentious at times, playfully at times, seriously. Uh, but I mean, at this point in your lives. They're both up there. They should experience this. Yeah, you know, I agree. Since, since they were part of the reason, I'm sure many of the people have gotten into any sort of space program yep. got into it. Yep, yeah. I agree. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Uh, Scott Disick is done. After uh, enraging fans and allegedly angering members of the Kardashian-Jenner clan by dissing Courtney's relationship with Travis Barker in catty DMs that were leaked, yes. he has unfollowed Courtney. Oh, oh his, man. Yes. The woman uh, he, he shares children with. And not only that, his most recent ex, Amelia Gray Hamlin, and the rest of the Kardashian-Jenner clan on social media, he is done, man. They've turned their backs on him? He's drawn a line in the sand. He has unfollowed them. Oh, boy. Yes. Have they retaliated? I don't know. Huh. I uh, would immediately. Meanwhile, uh, Kylie, uh, who is pregnant with her and Travis Scott's second child, shared a new baby bump pic on Instagram stories, writing, I really popped these last few weeks. Yeah. And she confirmed her pregnancy on September 7th, but has not shared a due date. Uh, the pair share Stormy. She has not revealed the gender of the child and says that they are waiting on that. Uh, I believe we have a clip to play of this. This was on The View last week on Friday. Yes. Uh, Shortly after co-host Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin abruptly exited the show live on air Friday due to positive COVID-19 test, Navarro has confirmed that the results of her test uh, was apparently a false positive. 
And it was weird because they're in the middle of the show, and I guess the producer walks out and says, you got to leave. They took quick tests, took yes. quick COVID tests, and so what happened was that Kamala Harris was going to be on the set. Yes. And so uh, so they're, as they're preparing for that, um, literally, Preston, live on air, you got this, which is the first. There seems to be something happening here that I'm not 100% aware of. Can someone please apprise me of the situation? I need uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Okay. Anna and and uh, and, and we're going to bring Sonny you back later. Have to okay. leave. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, Vice President. No. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. <laughs> and I've been in that position before, where yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, what? I, I I don't know what's happening. Anybody want to tell me? And I'm hosting the show. And okay. So what actually happened? They, uh, so she had she had uh, tested positive. It was a false positive. It find, they found out later on. Two of them. Had, two of them. Yeah. Sonny Hostin, at least at least to my knowledge, <laughs> did is positive. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, what I read this morning was they hadn't um, they hadn't confirmed that or yeah, yeah that she yeah. was positive or not. Okay, but okay. I, I don't know. So. But they had to take a precaution, obviously, because it's the vice president. Correct. And so uh, then uh, this is when they come back and Joy explains what happened. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be a major news story any minute now. Yeah. What happened is that uh, Sonny and Anna both apparently tested positive for COVID. No matter how hard we try, uh, these things happen. They probably have a breakthrough case, and they'll be okay, I'm sure, because they're both vaccinated up the wazoo. You know, a lot yeah. of vaccines. So um, in the meantime, maybe the audience would like to participate in the show. What I mean by that is, does anyone have a good question to ask son, uh, Sarah or me? All right, so they, they things went like, on, what do you like to eat? They went home with the show, and uh, the, the vice president was, uh, they Zoomed her from another room. Yeah, they they did, did a little oh. remote thing. So. She's basically like 40 feet away yeah. from the... But they interviewed her <laughs> yeah. uh, in a different we, room. Real quick, though, we talk about, um, you know, broadcasters and people in, yeah. in this industry and how they lose their accent, you know, for a job. Joy didn't. No, no, that's <laughs> 100% real. Yep. Uh, hey, here's a follow-up story. Tom Felton, uh, Draco Malfoy, yes, uh, the actor, uh, had freaked fans out when he collapsed at the uh, golf match in Wisconsin. He was at the Ryder Cup uh, on the 23rd. Uh, he told fans on social media that he is on the mend. Uh, he said, people have been taking really good care of me, so thank you very much to anyone who has sent messages to get well soon. That's all that I saw. I no explanation of what happened. No explanation as to why he, you know, got lightheaded or whatever happened to I'm him. I'm going to think your take is probably, my, listen, we don't want to say that's definitely the case, but... I think there might have, maybe he was a little dehydrated. There might have been a good time the night before. Yeah, it was uh, his birthday yeah, the day before. That's so what I'm saying. Yeah. I think he probably went out and right, had right. a good time. And, and so that's what happened. Getting out and playing around a golf and walking around a golf, if you're a little hungover, can sometimes work. You don't think out. it was a malevolent spell from another, Ooh, like Gryffindor? It might have been. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know if they considered that or not. But uh, apparently he's doing okay. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is sharing special memories with her late co-star Willie Garson. He died of uh, pancreatic cancer. It turns out it was oh, that's what years old. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the pair who starred in Sex and the City together were also friends for more than thirty years. She called the loss unbearable, adding that her initial silence after his death was a statement of the gravity and the anguish. So terrible news uh, in that world, especially because they were all really good friends. Yeah. Uh, Meghan, Margle, and Prince Harry are visiting New York City. They're doing double duty on both professional and social fronts. They officially uh, flew in to attend the Global Citizen Live in Central Park show Saturday. Multiple reports of their goings-on have emerged. Uh, Look, they, we're having goings-on. Uh, they went to the U.N. on Saturday. <laughs> 
with Deputy Secretary General Amina Mohammed before appearing at the Global Citizen Concert. In Where's the cent- Spain sit? In Central Park. And uh, at the concert, which featured performances in New York, Paris, uh, Lagos, and Seoul, uh, focused on vaccine equity in New York, Coldplay, J-Lo, Lizzo, and other perfor- others performed. Other O's. Other O's. Uh, who else would be in that category? Steve uh, Yeah. Jello. Jello. Bozo. Yeah, yeah Bozo, Bozo the yeah. Clown. Yeah. Lest we forget. Lots the, of good ones. Bino, who started Bino. it all. Bino, yeah. Yeah, which reduces your farts. Uh-huh. Yeah. That stuff works. You ever try that? I have not. Not for yeah. me. It actually I've works. never had chronic farting to where I needed to take Bino. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a, like a gaseous issue for a stretch, and uh, I tried it. it, it God, good, good for you. Do you remember who used to endorse that? George Kennedy. Yeah. That's right. He used oh, to do commercials. Yeah, like, guy. the guy who you would imagine gas would be the <laughs> absolute worst ever. He was perfect. Let's yeah. face it, I really fart a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there was one guy, if you were to say... If you were to personify a fart, <laughs> listen, George the, Kennedy. They all sit around. Yeah, at, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Bino people sit right. around at their table and go, "Listen, we need an endorser. We need somebody." They have a focus group. Um, let's do word association. <laughs> fart, George Kennedy. Okay, hire him. <laughs> Done. Hire him. Get on the yeah. phone. Got it. Right. Uh, a spy tells Page Six that the pair were spotted on a double date night with uh, her pal. Uh, Misha Nonu and his friend Mikey Hess. And Megan dominated the conversation, and Harry eventually focused on his phone for a while. I'm going to play Worlds of Threads. The the pair were were hanging at Carlisle Hotel's uh, Bemelman's Bar. Can I please like to get a reservation from Bemelman? Uh, the spy said uh, Harry got bored and started looking at his phone. It really did. A lot of the pictures, it looks like he's being dragged around. Oh, he looks oh. like every husband oh, who's going to something that his wife is interested in. That was like me just going, like sh- yeah, like just me, like- me going shopping with Rochelle yesterday. I'm just like, <laughs> no. I eventually said, I will be on the bench in the vestibule. Well, yeah. I wonder if I can get a reservation. <laughs> Uh, the pair were greeted by students at uh, PS123 Mahalia Jackson in Harlem, where Megan read her children's book, The Bench, to second graders. Uh, the kids were revved. One gave Harry a, a shout-out saying, that's Queen Elizabeth's son. Huh. Um, and uh, Harry, sitting cross-legged on the ground, said, it's great to be back. We love New York. Now, there were some, sus- no, I wouldn't say suspicions, but there was the idea that perhaps they were recording for their Netflix series mm-hmm. because there was a battery pack scene out of uh, uh, William's back pocket as you know, as if they were wired for sound. Yes, uh, Harry was carrying a laptop case with the words Archie's pop on it, with many assuming that's what their two-year-old calls his father. They also shared Lilibet Diana, who is three months old. Uh, the babies are back in California while their parents travel. And, yes, it says here the pair are documenting their trip for the rumored mm-hmm. Netflix doc about their lives. So that's what you do. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly says the rumors that he got booed at the Louder Than Life Festival just aren't true. They're not true, huh? Uh, according to video obtained by TMZ, fans turned on him and began booing and flipping him off when he took the stage on Saturday night. Did see a lot of pictures of uh, people with their middle fingers up in the air. One clip shared on Twitter uh, shows the singer getting into a tussle with crowds. Uh, the user wrote, MGK gets booed at Louder Than Life for talking S about Slipknot and punches a guy in the face. I know you don't like me, but I don't like you not much either. 
Uh, he wrote on uh, Twitter Sunday saying, I don't know why the media lies in their narrative against me all the time, Man. but all I saw was 20,000 amazing fans at the festival singing and uh, singing every word and 20 angry ones. So he may, he may be yeah, right about possible. that. Yeah. Uh, so Superhero Factory Marvel asked a federal court on Friday to block artists behind iconic figures such as Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and those artists' heirs from wresting away control of those valuable rights. The federal civil suits from Marvel Characters Incorporated filed in the Southern District of New York claim the work of several artists and authors belong to the company and not to those original creators or their heirs. Those artists or their descendants had previously filed action with the U.S. Copyright Office seeking termination notices to end Marvel's control over their characters. Uh, In the multiple civil actions filed by Marvel, attorney Daniel uh, Petrocelli cited the precedent of the court siding with Marvel against late great artist Jack Kirby, who created, of course, the X-Men, Thor, and Iron Man. Yeah, it's actually what happened also to Stan Lee at yes. some level. He he lost control of the characters he created. Yeah. Kirby's heirs had sought to reclaim copyright to his creations, but the federal courts found that Marvel controlled the rights and, and that if- the artist had crafted... Uh, uh, his uh, now iconic characters in a work for hire arrangement, and that's it. <clears throat> so that's how this stuff goes. Unfortunately, you were working for them to do that, they made an agreement. Yeah, and they created these characters. And listen, as artists, and at the time, it wasn't as lucrative as it is right. now. Sure, they did it to make money, and they figured, oh, I'm, I'm drawing these things, I'm making right. this, and I'm getting my money. They didn't know that decades from now that it would be. A Billion dollar industry, and then you know, some, probably uh, we must be. I wonder what the entire Marvel universe has now generated. I mean, everything. Uh, Petricelli repeatedly cited that precedent, the the Kirby precedent, in his filings against uh, Lawrence Lieber, best known for writing the first appearance of Iron Man, Thor, and Ant Man, heirs of Donald Heck, who penciled the debut of the Avengers, Iron Man, and Ant Man. Uh, the estate of Stephen J. Ditko, the legendary artist who co-created Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, Jeez. the wife and son of the late Don Rico, co-creator of Black Widow, and the wife and son of the late uh, Gene Cullen, uh, the revered artist who co-created Falcon and Blade. Uh, the artists were on a per-page rate, is what they call it, and did not obtain any ownership interest for any of those contributions, according to Marvel. Uh, Mark Toberoff, an attorney representing all the artists and their heirs, said the precedent set in the Kirby case is "quote anachronistic" and the highly and a highly criticized interpretation. Steve, according to thenumbers.com, the <laughs> cinematic universe, just the cinematic universe in movie franchises, has box office forty-one billion dollars <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry. Wow. Mm. All right, and then uh, one last thing I think we'll get to. Actually, two more things. We got, we got some time here. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and Robert Redford have joined forces for a new documentary called The Mustangs, America's Wild Horses. Bad horses. Uh, Redford will serve as the Hershey. film's executive producer with the boss, contributing the film's soundtrack along with Willie Nelson and Emmylou Harris. I can from coming a horse. Whisper. Watch me whisper. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't hear you, sir. Hey, horse! <laughs> Horsey. I have a special connection to the horses uh, running around outside, galloping, going, and then they like carrots and sugar cubes. Yeah, I know it all. 
Uh, according to Some is called Thunder Pony. According to the piece, uh, the Mustangs, America's Wild Horses, will tell the story about America's Wild Horses from their turbulent history to their uncertain future. Hey, Robert Redford, your face looks like a saddle. <laughs> the feature-length documentary takes audiences on an odyssey throughout America to places that few people have seen, with more than 80,000 wild horses on public lands and more than 50,000 in government corrals. It's a very inspiring story about a man who learns that his horse can talk. Nope. So Robert Redford is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Does is Bruce Springsteen in there at all? Is he referenced at, at all? Uh, why would I like to yeah. s- assume that at some point Star Lord say anything? About maybe uh, or uh, Ant Man or somebody it's, or something that pertains to Springsteen. Springsteen was mentioned uh, a, a couple of times uh, on the football field yesterday. I don't remember which game I was watching, but the guy, the quarterback, was saying Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, really? Boston. Yeah, as a cadence. Yeah, as a cadence. Oh, I, as, as a, I don't know if it was a um, an audible. Or Randy whatever. Bachman. Yeah. Randy Bachman. <laughs> yeah. It's birthday tomorrow. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> what, dude? That would oh, be yeah. a good one. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Do you know what name is used? So, I, uh, uh, in in music, there are time signatures. There's four four. Right. There's odd time signatures, and one of them is seven four or uh, uh, septuplets that you can play. And you're supposed to say the name Gina Lola Brigida. Do it because and... it has seven uh, syllables to right. it. Right, uh, Gina Lola Brigida, Gina Lola Brigida, Gina Lola Brigida, Gina Lola Brigida. I don't even know who that is. She's a, an was an Italian actress oh. who was kind of a uh, like a bombshell. Yeah, yeah, so that would go along with yeah. Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> That's only six though. So, all right. Anyway, uh, choose your own cadence today. Pick an obscure <laughs> star. Except Bruce Springsteen's pretty big, and maybe someone knows of a boss reference in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we might have might not be thinking of. I don't. Craig Lagans would know. They could certainly yeah, he would. Let us know. One last story. Uh, uh, Pilu Azbek, I guess is how you say this guy's name. I know him, though, because he played Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he has nabbed a pivotal role in Salem's Lot, New Line's adaptation of the Stephen King best-selling novel. Do they? Do we know what they're doing with this? Are they returning to the source material, or are they yeah. expanding upon it? No, as far as I know, it's, it's the source material. Now... What, what I don't know is if they're going to make it a, a one-shot movie or yeah. if they're going to make it a, a series or anything like that. Because so. they did they did Salem's Lot they uh, with David Saul. They remade it with Rob Lowe. Uh, and uh, I'll be curious to see what they do with this one. I don't remember the Rob Lowe one. Was yes. it good? I didn't think it was as good as the, uh, other, okay. yeah, the other one. Yeah, that first one yeah. scared the living daylights mm-hmm. out of me. Uh, the horror thriller is now in production in Boston with Lewis Pullman leading an ensemble that uh, includes uh, Alfre Woodard, uh, Mackenzie Lee, Bill Camp, and Spencer Treat Clark. Uh, Pullman is playing author Ben Mears, a man who returns to his childhood home of Jerusalem's lot in search of inspiration for his next book, only to discover his hometown is being preyed upon by a vampire, leading him to band together a ragtag group that will fight the evil presence. Uh, Asbeck takes on the role of Richard Straker, the vampire's familiar who prepares for the arrival of his master and does plenty of dirty work. Master's coming. It was James Mason in the first one. That's right. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Back priest, back shaman. Uh, Asbeck is coming off for shooting James Wan directed Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom. So they're looking to release uh, Salem's Lot September of 2022. It looks like a two-parter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which is what they did with it. Right. So that could work. Absolutely. All right. um, Ready for clips. Let's do that right about now. 
In Goliath, a powerful lawyer turned ambulance chaser reluctantly agrees to pursue a wrongful death lawsuit against a massive law firm that he helped create. In this clip, Billy Bob Thornton talks about letting go of characters. I think you you think about them for a period of time, some longer than others. Uh, but in this case, uh, the character is so close to me. I mean, it's kind of like I was playing myself if I were a lawyer in L.A. So <laughs> so I think this character will be with me for a while because it's kind of me. Uh, the final season of Goliath is streaming now on Prime Video. I'm a fan of this show. I am, uh. I'm excited that there's a season four, and I got to be honest... I'm surprised that there was a season four. Really? Uh, yeah, just the way the season three ended, I was like, okay, I guess that's it, you know? Um, so to hear that there's another season, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Okay, it seemed like it, it came to a close? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, you know, without giving too much away. Um, okay. Yeah, it seemed like it was over. And so I was, uh, you know, I love him as an actor, and great. the character that he plays is really good. Nice. All right, here's the next clip. Anthony Soprano is cutting his teeth on the streets of Newark, while rival gangsters rise up as well in the Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. And here, Michael Gandolfini uh, explains the separation of his father and the character. Tony Soprano to me was my dad sitting in his robe in the trailer, eating food, joking around. Like, I, I really never saw anything that was Tony Soprano. That's what was one of the great parts of watching it for the first time was meeting Tony Soprano through the show. Because I, I got to fall in love with the physical manifestation of my dad, but it, it wasn't my dad. Many Saints of Newark is in theaters this Friday, by the way. So you'll be able to see that. And that is the Entertainment Report for today, Monday, September 27th. It being a Monday means that we reset and we start going with the uh, MMR money clips again. So yeah. less than an hour from now, your chance to win 500 bucks pops up for the first time today. Let's take a break. Come back in a second and see where we go, friends. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ninety-three-three WMMR presents Money Clips. Five hundred bucks, huh? That's what they told me. <laughs> nice. Your shot at stuffing five hundred bucks in your Money Clip. Congratulations! Thank you so very much. Up to seven times a day, even hours, weekdays from eight a.m. till eight p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs and then give you a keyword. Text it to four five nine one one. Enter it at WMMR.com or our and you'll also get entered for the grand prize, 10000 bucks. It's MMR's Money Clips. Thanks a ton for listening. We really appreciate it. You guys are my coworkers. I work from home. I listen all the time. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit horizonservices.com. The mighty MMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. See complete rules at WMMR.com. Hey, we have a uh, Daily Rush video for you to check out. I'm a little late promoting this. I should have hit this last week, but it's called uh, Don't Touch Chloe's Face. <laughs> and it just says, don't touch. <laughs> um, and by the way, you can get, if you follow WMMR on Instagram, we will deliver this right to your Instagram feed, uh, the Daily Rush video. You can go to WMMR.com and check it out. You can go to YouTube and check it out, but we can get it right to you. Just it goes right to you. You don't have to lift a finger. Yep. Sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. And if you follow WMMR on Instagram... Uh, then you saw a ton of great pictures and videos from the MMRBQ <laughs> of the weekend. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, 
is one of the most fun times I've ever had at a, w, at a WMM barbecue. You spent more time, I think, seeing the artists than you have in a long time, correct? Yes. I Now, listen, we, <clears throat> as part of the radio station uh, that presents this, yes. puts together this bill, presents, sells the tickets, and does all that uh, <clears throat> stuff, a little perk is uh, that you get to be on the side of the stage where the mixing takes place and you can watch from that vantage point if you need to. Now, we're busy doing other things like... Uh, doing a live broadcast and stage announcements and so on, so it's very convenient for us to be back there and right, ready to right. go. So I spent more time on the side of the stage watching music than I ever have uh, at the MMRBQ. A lot of times I would go out into the audience, but it was just a little bit more convenient uh, where we were and had a great time. Well, it was a little bit more restrictive, obviously, because of COVID uh, procedures and stuff like that, so we all had to get rapid tests to get, to go on stage, to yes. go do what we needed to do. Yep. So that kept everything to a minimum. They also apparently pressed it have... Um, set up the sound array on stage a little bit better, so if you are on stage, you can hear more. Well, they they did for I guess some bands because yeah. Dirty Honey you could hear really really well, right, right up there. Uh, Cheap Trick I couldn't hear very well, sure, yeah. Uh, so it, it all depends on what uh, kind of what they call side fill uh, monitors that they <clears> had. But uh, Rodney was telling us that Dirty Honey side fills were really cranking, and that's why it sounded so good from up there because usually. When you're on stage, a lot of artists use these things called in-ear monitors, and you they you can't if you're up on the stage, you really can't hear what they're doing. Right, all that is reserved for the audience. It goes out of those big PA main speakers, and that's what it's for. And so you, it really sounds kind of muffled when you're up on stage. But um, yeah, it was it was really really cool, man. First of all, the day was just stunningly beautiful. I got out of the car in the lot, and I just I just like raised my arms up and looked around like, yeah. it doesn't get better. Yeah. And right from the parking lot, Preston, before I even walked into the facility, the, the, the people laughing and smiling and just jazzed for this this event. It, it, I mean, it was immediately infectious. Yeah, yeah, it was a damn good time. We had... Uh, uh, we had. I was talking to uh, Jim Sutcliffe, who is uh, one of the promoters uh, for Live Nation, uh, and he was saying he's like people were showing up very, very early <laughs> because you know we have it, it's a full day and we have a lot of different level of bands, and sometimes people will wait till a little bit later on for you know more of the headliners. Uh, but uh, he was saying that this was an early crowd that showed up because it was such a beautiful day and because a lot of people haven't been to live shows in a while. Right. Well, like myself included. I hadn't been one since uh, the Struts right before New Year's Eve on uh, 2019. Uh, I don't know the last time I saw Jim Sutcliffe. It was great to see him again. You know, people that we've worked with so much over the years, mm-hmm. but concerts have been taken away from us for so long. Jen Corsilli, who also works for Live Nation. I mean, it was it was cool to see these people, give them a hug, and be at a live show again, and just in general, and then for it to be... This kind of a day with perfect weather and, and great music on top of it was pretty awesome. I spent yeah. a fair amount of time walking around and just, you know, t- talking to people. And we had, there was a broadcast. Now, we did an actual, we did about an hour on air, which was a lot of fun, actually. It was a lot of fun. I'd like to do that every yeah, year, to be do, honest. do it every year. And as we were doing that, we were up on the uh, the uh, the stage there. Uh, people were gathering and you're going around and, again, seeing faces that had been to other concerts and new faces. There were a couple of first concert uh, people there, Preston, young, you know, yeah. like uh, kids. Uh, and it was it was just the best vibe you could possibly imagine. Yeah, and uh, the the music. Now I didn't. What I wish I would have seen the artists. I wish I would. I did not see Fox Trot and the Get Down. Those guys are super duper nice. And yeah. did we find out how the? Uh, remember they were gonna they were they were creating a rock star yes. for the show. Do you remember? That? I heard nothing oh about God. it. I, I didn't Completely find out about, about it, and I did not see them. So I'd like to find out how that went. Um, I, and I missed Aaron Jones. I really wanted to see him, but timing-wise, it just didn't work out. Everyone was 
raving yeah. about him. Yep. Uh, raving. Now, what I did catch was some of Dorothy. Holy hell. My God, does she have some pipes on her. She, th- they sounded so good that I thought at one point we were actually playing the feed from the station. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that we were getting like a, uh, they were just playing off an album or something. Right. I mean, it's it was mixed so well, she was wailing. Uh, my and, and, you know, so uh, my hearing issues that I have with, with uh, tinnitus, she was hitting some notes where I was like, dear God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she was just, uh, her, her uh, range is just big, man. So. To bring that, and I, I guess it was Marcus was going on, he was on air talking, I forget who he was talking with, but... They were hearing her do her vocal warm-ups backstage, Preston. Yep. And they they could not believe it. Uh, we are, our broadcast portion, we were on from uh, 4 to 5 p.m., is when uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, Mammoth, was on. Um, so I did manage to sneak away. Marissa and I ran over into the uh, uh, the, the covered area, the, the pavilion, uh, and we got to watch him play um, Distance. Uh, which was really really cool. You know, we have some clips of, yeah. of uh, people, and and in fact, this is uh, this is him when he was addressing the crowd. This is Wolfgang uh, talking about that song in particular when they were getting ready to set it up. So this is it. You guys are always so wonderful. Uh, the uh, the last time I was here um, was about six years ago, and I played here with my father. And you guys were always so wonderful to us and, and to me every time I've been here. Uh, this next song uh, will be tough for me to sing, but uh, it's the very first song we ever released. So if you know it, uh, sing your And then he then he went into distance, which is that beautiful, really um, sentimental song. And- you know, I, I I hear him and see the way he is and see the way he interacts with the fans, and you have to say that. Uh, his, his mom and his dad did a great job with yeah, him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a really good man. Yeah, he sounded great. Yes, uh, that was only the, the the only song, and I only got to hear part of it, unfortunately, because we were working at the time. You had so, to interview the the pituation. I, I, I did. Hey. I had priorities. I told you great to see him. Yeah. By the way, it was yeah. so good to have him on. Hey, the air. Rich. he did his Rocky impression. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and as Steve had said, uncanny. Yeah. It's like Stallone was there, right there. Yeah. I told uh, I told Bill Weston that we'd had the pituation on and Bill I don't, I don't think Bill's the biggest pituation he's not oh, he, no, and he does not yeah. like him yeah. at all and he yeah. just rolled his eyes he's like why <laughs> he even got mad at the pituation for getting hit with nacho cheese <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not but I was, his fault I was standing over there's a, a cool part of the, the venue that I've never been to before or haven't been in several years that Live Nation Lounge and so we were able to hang out on that side of uh, the lawn for a little bit and there was a man who walked in who looked just like Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. And did you see him, Case? Well, I said, I go, dude, and and Preston was talking to somebody. I go, you're Preston, right? (laughs) I go, yo, yo, Preston. There he is. And he turns around, and I go, never mind. I thought thought Wolfgang Van Halen was walking in here. Several people took pictures with a guy, and then, but then he realized, like, he was a really nice guy who was not Wolfgang Van Halen. It's funny that... uh, that, that moment, Casey, when, when you said that, because I, I had a few of moments that were that were legit, though. Yeah, yeah. Like backstage, I'm sitting there talking to somebody, and they go, Perry Farrell just walked behind you. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. He just, like, zipped right behind me I in the hallway. S- I and- saw him walk by as well, and it's kind of surreal, because, like, you know, yeah. we're lucky enough to be back there in the first place, and then you're like, oh, my God, that actually was. But you, you know what, Nick? Yeah. It was it was pared down, obviously, because they were t- trying to make sure everyone was, was cool, and you, know, you didn't want to have an event 
get canceled right as it's going on. Sure. So even with Pared Down, where you'd figure someone would stand out more like, you know, like a Perry Farrell walking behind you, I was oblivious to everything. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, and there were there were mask requirements for backstage yeah. as well, so somebody could walk by and you right. might not know who they right, were because right. that happened quite a bit. Yeah, I was in your boat, Steve. Like, I, I just smiled at everybody because I was like, that could be somebody. <laughs> I just met Eddie Van Halen. Uh, uh, I have some... I have some moments about that uh, to, to go to, but I want to kind of go in order here a little bit. Let me play a little clip from uh, Dorothy uh, when she was uh, talking about uh, MMR. Here we go. All right. Thank you so much to WMMR. Are you guys ready for Jane's Addiction? Are you ready for the offspring? Thank you for having us. My name is Dorothy. This is Sam, Elliot, and Jake. Well, that was cool of her. Yeah, I mean, the cool. fact, Get by the way, the I mean... Bands. You you always point out, Preston. Like, how do people, how do people put out volume? And uh, you know, I mean, she's <laughs> screaming rock songs. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and come still have on. any voice left? Come on. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Somebody saw her walk out of the bathroom in a towel. Like, you know, that bathroom backstage yep. has a shower in it. Yeah. Uh, I forget who I it, think was. it was. Al. Um, our and old, she old had, engineer, Al. Yeah, she had, I guess, taken a shower. Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe I guess it was after her performance. Maybe right, right, right. <laughs> she's probably so, all sweaty. So just a towel wrapped around yeah, her. Yeah, she and she looked at oh, if it damn. was Al. She looked at him and she goes, uh, "You didn't see anything." He was like, <laughs> <Wow>. "Okay, <laughs> that's awesome." Wish I would have had that rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, and then it made me think they don't have. I thought there were showers in in the in, in, the, in the dressing yeah, rooms. In the dressing room, maybe some of the others. I mean, because it's mm-hmm. it's rare that every dressing room is has is, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here is a clip of Dirty Honey. They were fantastic, man. Like, what a ballsy rock band. <laughs> like a real, yeah. real rock band. And yes. I, I actually caught almost all of their set, and I got to hang out with Jackie Bam Bam, which is just the scream. <laughs> here we go. Get up for Jackie Bam Bam, yo! Jackie Bam Bam spins the f- out of this next cover that we recorded. This one's called Last Child. We do this one for Slash. By the way, it was Jackie Bam Bam's night. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And we'll, oh we'll get into the details <laughs> yeah. why yes. if you don't know yet. But. <laughs> yeah, it's a rock and roll show on a Saturday, y'all. This is our next single. Emma Marsden playing the shit out of this one, so I want to hear some singers. This one's called The Wire. How we doing in the back on the lawn? We doing all right? <laughs> I didn't know the best rock and roll show in the whole year was going to be right here at the MMR y'all. You know, Preston, there is an art to onstage patter. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some bands, you know, need to develop it. These guys were doing everything you need to say. Oh, you yeah. You know, and with the proper rock singer raspiness. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. By the way, after their set, which was great. Uh, we there's an area behind the stage which is where they uh, they load in and load out and all the trucks back up to it and they uh, as soon as a band is done they pull the stuff off they break down their equipment they get it packed up and get it out of the way so they can bring the other equipment on and uh, the drummer for Dirty Honey Corey was breaking down his own with nobody else <laughs> breaking down his yeah. own drum kit putting it in cases and I'm like I'm sitting there watching yeah. him and I'm going I know that routine <laughs> I'm a drummer it sucks. And they're at a band that is a level, I guess, that they don't have a full road crew. Wow. Uh, because, they, listen, they never had 
they got started without a record label. They right. began yeah. without a record. They mm. now are signed, but before that, they they had to do all this stuff on their own, promote their own music, all these things that normally other people handle. And I'm sitting there and watching, and I'm like, oh man, that must suck. Did you? Did you? And I, went over, I went over to him, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't mention. Dude, why are you breaking down your own equipment? But I just go over and I go, dude, you're a great drummer. I really enjoyed watching you. And, and he was very thankful, but he had work to do. Yeah. He had to break down. My name drummer. is Dorothy. Yeah. Did you um, mention that you saw somebody wearing a Saint T-shirt out in the audience? I did not. <laughs> I didn't want to make him, you know. Jealous. Know that there was Ooh. my own merch walking around. <laughs> you, you're the well, you're the drummer for Saint? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come back here. I, I wonder, do you think that there... There was a girl wearing a Saint shirt. That was, was awesome. Yeah. You would know better than, uh, you know... Uh, is there, are there some artists who get to a certain point where they, uh, even if they do achieve a level of success, still want to be the only ones touching their, their um, stuff? Maybe not big success, because okay. eventually you can find someone that you can right, trust, you trust to, yeah. to do it. And so... Uh, but but maybe, I don't know, maybe he's really touchy about his own equipment. I'm not really sure. Um, so, all right, let's get to, I know we got some calls. Yeah. Um, I was kind of going uh, going to go a little bit in order, but the the moment, one of the, so, so you heard the Jackie Bam Bam shout outs from, uh, from Dirty Honey, but the big moment for Jackie <laughs> and myself yes. all had to do with Cheap Trick. <laughs> um, so Jackie, what I did not know about Jackie is he actually goes back with those guys. Yeah. Um, Jackie, before he got on radio, was a drummer in a band and toured yeah. as well. And apparently had toured with Cheap Trick at some point. With Scarlet Fever? That was yeah. the, that was the name of his and band. And so uh, he he's backstage he walking around. With Robin Zander, and they come walking by, and Jackie introduces me to Robin Zander, which was a uh, a huge moment for me. I, I've right. loved Cheap Trick uh, since I was a kid. And so I said hi to him, and he was wearing a Beatles T-shirt, and I was wearing a Beatles mask, and yeah. we kind of had a little moment. And then they went off to the tour bus. Well, a little later on, like about 15 minutes, 20 minutes before um, Cheap Trick set, he, both Robin and, uh, and Rick Nielsen were kind of just... <laughs> Lingering in the hallway, so I kind of inserted myself over there, right? And started just struck up a conversation, and we talked for like twenty minutes, and it was great. And it was me and uh, uh, Jim Sutcliffe, who is a massive uh, fan of of uh, Cheap Trick as well, and he's seen everybody. Yeah, no, and, and here's he was nervous. There's like, an interesting thing, and I was describing and talking to a number of people about Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick has been able to transcend. Oh my god! Like a lot of times, and, and not that this, not that this is a bad thing. Uh, you know, there, there are bands that are considered classic rock mm-hmm. uh, and that can be sort of relegated to that thing. Yes. Cheap Trick has been able to transcend er- all of, all of the different progressions of rock. They can stay in the alt rock because right. they had Surrender. I yes. mean, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a punkish alt rock song before that stuff existed. It is. So, so yeah. anyhow, they, they have cred across right. the board. And so I had this great conversation. We were talking about everything from... You know, Robin lives in Clearwater, so we were talking about the Phils and and uh, and minor league, and, right. and us going down there for opening day, and and we start. We were. Ta- I was telling him about you know how my kids like Cheap Trick, and I was talking to uh, to Rick Nielsen about his shoes, and mm-hmm. it was just great. We had a great conversation, and Jackie was kind of floating in and out here and there, and so um, they head out to go uh, play, and they they'd started their set, and I'm like, you know what, I'm. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some of Cheap Trick, and I go out there and Jackie's already on the side of the stage, <laughs> and uh, so I hang out for a little bit, and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the whole set, and we did, and during that set, Rick Nielsen, we were on his side of the stage, 
kept leaving the stage and coming back behind where we were just to say, hey, how you doing, or just to make a little quip. And he would come over to me and Jackie, and he was talking to us. He came over like five times to either just walk over and play a little guitar riff and then walk away and go back on stage. And at one point, it was really funny because it was after a song ended, and Robin, I guess, is talking to the crowd, and... Uh, Rick comes over and he goes to me and Jackie goes, man, he goes, I tore my rotator cuff earlier this year. And Jackie goes, well, are you going to play the, the then are you going to play the five neck or not? And he looks, he pauses, he goes, F yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. And so while the, the, their set is going on, this happened three times, Rick comes over to that area by us. And he kind of lightly, with his fingers, gestures to us and kind of like a waving motion towards the stage. Right. And I look at Jackie, and I'm like, I think he wants you to go out there. He's like, ah, I'm not going out there. And so the last thing you want to do is misread that, Preston. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, totally. And be on stage like, oh, totally. what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, 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 he goes back, he plays, comes over, talks to us again, blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at it again, and he, he kind of does this little, it's yeah. a really light gesture. Right, right, it yeah. wasn't like he was waving big time going, come on, yeah. we need you, come on. Yeah. He just lightly, just like his fingers, like this. And uh, he did it again. And I'm like, dude, I think he wants you to go out there. I'm not going out there. All right, whatever. It's not my time. And then it's they're playing Surrender, okay? They are playing (laughs) the tune. And finally he comes over and looks at him, and he gives a bigger gesture, waving his hand fully. Instead of just his fingers, he's like, get out here. And his guitar tech walks over, because he had been seeing this yeah, taking yeah. place. He finally walks over to Jackie and, and me looking at us, and he kind of does this thing where he's almost like, he almost lightly bows yeah. and puts his arm yeah. out like, you have been officially, <laughs> you have been officially requested to yes. come out onto the stage. And so I give Jackie a little nudge with my hand. I'm like, go. go. <laughs> and so he goes, and then it was... Um, is it Josh or Justin? Um, oh, oh, Justin from the from uh, Dirty Honey. From Dirty the Honey, the bass, bass player. player had yeah. been standing there watching it too, and he's already been on stage. So right. he's like, and he's all jumping up and down, excited, <laughs> and he goes out with Jackie, and I'm like, I started to take a step. I'm like, I could go out there. Yeah, you I could. could I could go out what, there. What's what stopped you? Um, two things. Jackie Bam Bam. It's his moment. He looks way more rock and roll yeah, than yeah, I yeah. do. I thought I would look a little goofy out there. Um, and he knows he knows those guys, and Jackie lives for stuff like this. Yeah. So rather than do that, I whipped out my phone, and I'm like, I'm going to film this. It's good you did, because you got some great coverage. I got great footage yeah, from, awesome. from the back of the stage, and uh, Jackie <laughs> is up there. And the whole chorus at the end of Surrender... When, you know, they're, they're singing, Mom is all right, Daddy's all right. And then eventually it goes into the, we're all all right. We're yeah. all all right. And leading the, the crowd in a chant. And uh, he and Justin and Rick are all on the mic at the same time singing. It was just so special. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so wonderful. And, uh, you know, I know those guys have a relationship, but but Jackie was jumping out of his shoes. <laughs> he was so happy, man. He couldn't believe it. You know how excited he gets. Fears go, there's going to be no containing Jackie tonight. No. And it was, yeah. I saw him afterwards. He's like, Romano, did you see? Did you see me? I'm like, I did, Jackie. I saw you. It was so 
awesome. Uh, it was so cool that that happened. I was glad I was right there to be a part of it and watching Jackie be that happy. By the way, as he left, you know what Jackie did before he got on stage? He handed me his purse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jackie yeah. carries this long... It's not a man bag. No, it's, it's a purse. purse. Yeah. 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 It's his leather purse. I felt it. It felt like it was next to falling apart. It's He's crazy. had this yeah. thing for like 30 years. <laughs> he, like any woman would. His purse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a rock star And moment. they had been talking about Rick Nielsen backstage at Point it out to me, Jack. He's like, he dresses more like a rock star than we do. Yes, he does. He flat out he said that. Rick Nielsen yeah. wearing this full, you know, ripped up jacket and shoes with, with tape on them and everything. Yeah. And he's he's like, look at him. And Ch- Jackie's wearing like these Frankenstein boots. They were huge. Stuff. Yeah. It he was, was like hilarious. nine feet tall. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Bam Bam's on the phone. Hey! Jackie! Jackie. Am I dreaming? Somebody pinch me. Wake me up. Did that happen? Were you listening? Did you hear me retelling the story? I did. You totally nailed that. I'm still in shock, Russ. It was something else, wasn't it? Uh, We had such a great time on the side of that stage. Yeah, you're right. I had a blast, dude. I was so happy to be with you. Oh, it was just amazing. I, I, I know, you know, like you said, I've known Cheap Trick for years. I've never been up on stage with them singing like wow. that. And singing that song. I mean, yeah, come uh, on. Uh, <laughs> I, like Preston said, he's looking at us going, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, and Preston goes, did he just say come on? I go, I'm not going. Because <laughs> on the other side of the coin, Jackie... You're, you go out, and then you see them turn around and like, what are you doing here? Right. Like, oh, no, I misread the signs. Yeah. But but you you when when his guitar tech, you saw that kind of motion he gave you. Like I said, uh-huh. he almost kind of bowed yeah. and was like, please, come out on the stage. That's when it was official. Like, yep. he, he knows Rick, the guitar tech, like, go. He wants you up on stage. Yeah, uh, that's cool, man. Right. That's yeah. awesome. And you got, I mean, there's good video of it, so, you know, immortalize that. Yeah, thanks to Preston. He whipped that phone out. Preston was, Preston got a couple of good shots of Rick coming over to us. Yeah, he just he kept coming over and talking to us. And at one point, uh, when they were playing um, uh, Dream Police, there's a part where uh, where Rick sings, you know, I, yeah. I lie awake, they lie awake, they won't let me alone. And so uh, Robin circles around behind the drum kit, and he walks over, and he comes over to me, and he leans in, and he goes, now, no heckling, please. <laughs> and I go, no, sir. And he's like, thank you. And walked away. It was really, they just kept coming over and talking to us. It was so cool, man. Yeah, I'm so glad you got to talk to them. And, of course, the Beatles reference there. And you and me were talking about their uh, tribute to Sgt. Pepper, that album. And yeah. it's funny because uh, when I was on stage with Dirty Honey, I was watching them side stage. Carla, the tour manager, who used to be my old tour manager, their tour manager, and she bought Rick up, and he's like, tell me about that. And he pinches my, you know what? And I turn around, it's Rick. And I'm sitting behind a monitor. He goes, who's this band, Jackie? Carl was telling me about her. It's Wisconsin accent. And I'm like, dirty honey. And he checked him out. And I think that's why Justin came out with us, too, or yeah. up on stage. But, uh, yeah, it was just, oh, and I, I do want to say something, too, because everyone saw your video. Again, thank you for that. They're like, why does Jackie have his mask on? You saw that drum tech sitting behind there. He, fl- I took my mask off for a quick second. They were very, yeah. very, you know, he hit me with the flashlight like, yo, I took my mask off for a second. You and Casey, boy, when Casey had your mask on, and I took it off for a quick second, 
I got hit with that flashlight. He said, put your mask back on. Yeah, yeah. Then... There, there were a couple of yahoos on social media that were like, why are you making that political statement, Jackie? And, this, and uh, first of all, I deleted that. I'm like, shut up, you're an a-hole, and you have no, you know. He's a rock and roll hall of yeah. famer. He's 70 years old, and they, they, they want to keep that tour going. I, and I was eating his microphone. That was total respect. And Yeah, I don't we, were, know what... we were backstage, and I pulled my mask down to talk to Jackie and the guitar tech. All of a sudden, I see these flashing lights shooting right yeah. at me. Oh, yeah. And he's like, he pointed to the mask. He's like, put it back on it was the old backstage they're older guys yeah and yeah. you know so absolutely and it was a rule all around that area yeah. to to keep the mask on so whatever yeah and jackie was up on stage with them singing in that mic so he left his mask on which i thought was a real yeah. considerate thing to do but yeah i just wanted to put that out there so everyone's yeah. like why do you have your mask on it's like hey man i mean it was the rule yeah. yes you know, they, that was the rule they were on they, the second you went back you had to put it on yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, but it, I'm just, I, I, I'm still in shock of that press. I, I can't believe it. Any, anything else happened the rest of the night that was cool that you remember? Oh, no, they, were, they were texting me from the bus. Like, Carla was laughing. Like, oh, I heard you got up on stage. And they were all laughing and texting me back and forth. What did you think like, about the uh, the rest of the show? Did you check out any other bands? Uh, I love Jane's Addiction. The girls hanging from the stage at the end. And, I mean, um, Harry, <laughs> d- d- totally weird like I thought. Uh, all spring was great. <laughs> The strobe lights were blinding the hell out of me. I thought that was amazing. Uh, but I, I uh, spent some time with Dirty Honey. They He just texted me. They went to see Guns N' Roses in Virginia last night. Wow. And they're doing uh, three, three, two or three shows with Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. They wrapped up their tour with the Crows here. Yeah. Uh, so they just slept over, and uh, they did some time here in Philadelphia. And Yeah, I just had a great time, man. Nice. Yeah, Mark, the, uh, the lead singer, was really really super nice he came up when they were walking off stage he had, uh you know i was kind of clapping it and he came over he's like dude and he came over and shook hands because he remembered being on the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh so they're they're really thankful to mmr to philadelphia they felt really welcome here with you know playing the gig with the crows and then playing uh the mmr barbecue so it was all this real big love fest man everybody was digging it yeah, I brought that up when uh, I, I spoke to him after the Crows. He shouted me out. Then he called my he called my show like tw- twice or three times last week after the Crows when he was in the hotel. And he wanted to come down. But, of course, with protocol, they couldn't come into the station. But he called. But uh, I brought that up. Nato uh, broke a string. Their guitarist on your show. And they were cracking up. They remember oh, that. Yeah. yeah Very nice. cool. Awesome. Well, listen, Jackie, it was a great night, buddy, and uh, we're really happy for you that you had that real cool on-stage moment. <laughs> You're following with, with me Legend. next time, Preston. Uh, I'll come out there with you next, next time, time, I promise. Hmm. Okay. All right, bud. <laughs> Love you, pal. All right, we'll see. Yeah, he's the best, man. Just walk out next time you're side stage, first. Just walk out and join whatever (laughs) act is on stage. Uh, A couple calls, real quick. Let me go to Dan. Hey, Dan, you're on the air. Good morning. Yo, Dan. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Nick? What's up, Dan? We had a real touching moment there because I I brought my daughter and her mother, and she just lost her father like two weeks ago. They just got him in the ground. Okay. And her favorite song was "Gone Away." And then Dexter comes out with that piano and does that version of Gone Away. I've never heard him do that before, not not on a piano. Like, I've always heard the normal version. Right. And my daughter's like, Dad, Dad, I'm like, what? Mom's crying. Oh. Like, I look over, and she is just, like, inconsolable. I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. So we had to spend the rest of the song, like, hugging her mother and keeping her, you know, content. Because it was just, it was just a really nice touching moment wow wow yeah. yeah thanks dan we appreciate it i mean emotional things like that that happen in shows i've had that experience before most definitely some about being in that environment and hearing the artists do it especially if they do it in, in a in a different manner it's like and it really touches you you can 
You can start crying, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Yeah. What uh, I love the offspring, and part of the reason why I love them is that I forget how much I love them until I see them again. If that makes sense. Yeah, how many you know, songs they have? Um, and I went out there. So, so we uh, did our stage announcement, and then I went back out into the audience, and then I, I didn't stick around for Jane's addiction, but I watched a bunch of the offspring, and it's just one great song after another after another, and they sound so freaking good. And so for me, uh, the, the highlights were Cheap Trick and the Offspring. Although all the uh, the five you know bands that started the, the night were great but man they're just they're so much fun uh let me go to adam who wants to comment on uh, the offspring adam good morning oh hello hey what's up adam you're on the air bud oh yeah so uh at one point during the offspring there were a couple guys pushing past me i was in the pit and i was like oh what, what are you guys doing and then next thing i know i i feel a couple sequins <laughs> pushing up against my left elbow okay sequins <laughs> It's Pierre. Pierre hey! is his way to the front of the pit during the offspring. I wouldn't have expected any less from Pierre, but it was just shocking. Oh, that's shocking funny. To see Pierre I feel sequins. Well, that, it's, it's so funny that you say that. I felt the sequins before yeah. I knew what was going on. Absolutely. That's great, Adam. Thanks, man. So Pierre starts off. He goes, I want to be respectful of people. You know, it's because everyone's out and some people are nervous being around some people. And he goes, I want to, I, I goes, is, is it okay if I, you know, I say, yeah, people let you know, and, take pictures, yeah. whatever you want, whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with. And, and, and of course he ends up in the pit. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Pierre was supposed, we, we had done the stage announcement for the offspring. Pierre was going to come out, address the crowd, and then he was going to bring us out right. uh, to officially welcome the offspring. And we're getting ready to literally walk through the backstage door to go out on the stage. And all of a sudden, Pierre looks down the hallway that we can't see. Yeah. He's looking down the hallway. We're past that hallway. And he just leaves. He just shot. Because yep. Dexter Holland was walking down sure, the hallway. Sure. He was calling him. And he was, yeah, he was trying to get him over to, 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 to maybe to talk him. to him. So yeah. we're like... Yes, Pierre's not going to introduce it. You know, the funniest thing is, and perhaps Nick, you can speak to this as well. There, there, uh, always there's Pierre, and then behind him, and about five or six feet away, is Pancake. Oh yeah, yeah. Is yeah Pancake stressing, and he did. stressing yeah. out. He, he ran down the hallway, and, and Pancake's looking at him. His eyes just, are closed. He's shaking his head. Marissa. Well, um, excuse me. I, and I was sick all weekend, which is awesome. Uh, Pierre had talked to Noodles uh, just like an hour beforehand, and Dexter, Dexter couldn't make it out. So that's why he got a chance to talk to him. Uh. Then. But um, I had a moment just like that after the show. So, Nick, just like you, I was enjoying Offspring so much. I've seen them probably three or four times in the past five years. I just love them so much. And then I'm sitting in the back, and I'm coming down from that moment. I'm getting pumped to go watch Jane's Addiction. And all of a sudden, I look behind my friend. I was like, oh, my God, Dexter and Noodles are right behind <laughs> you. And they're just on the wall right behind but by, by, like, that back door. And it was just that cool moment because it was so locked down backstage that there wasn't just, like, people all around where like the artists were just kind of hanging like an old backstage right and dexter's hard to miss he's like six four yes. <laughs> he's a big guy um wow well it was it was amazing listen unfortunately we got to wrap up because we got to stay on time Yay. for uh the mmr money clip but thank you for being at the mmr barbecue those who were there you know it was a great time it was wonderful we'll have a seat for you next year when the next one rolls around if you didn't make it and if you did come back again cuz it's going to be awesome a lot of great moments took place we're going to take a break we'll come back in a second like i said that money clip thing coming up next b file is on the way as well stay with us get social with preston and steve find us on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Uh, listen to this. We'll start with a man in Alabama. He is accused of various crimes after he was found asleep in the press box of the PG Athletic Complex among piles of chicken fingers, <laughs> chips, candy, and methamphetamine. Oh, that sounds like a pretty good weekend. Matthew Williamson was charged with unlawful breaking and entering a vehicle, and a police officers had transported him to the county jail where he made a signature bond and walked out. Well, less than two hours later after leaving jail... Williamson stole a car, and then he hit it, and then on Wednesday, September 22nd, an unknown person had broken into the concession stand at the Pleasant Grove Athletic Department, taking a large quantity of snacks. The next morning, Williamson was found asleep in the athletic complex press box amongst the piles of chicken fingers, chips, candy, and meth. Let him sleep. He's adorable. <laughs> he admitted the burglaries and the car theft, and he was transported back to the county jail. Where are my chicken fingers? It was a weekend for him. Four teenagers in... This is messed up, let me tell you this, okay? Four teenagers in Pennsylvania have been charged with plotting to attack their school on the upcoming 25th anniversary of the Columbine High School Massacre. 15-year-old students Xavier Lewis and Alyssa Kacharski are being charged as adults after police found detailed evidence of their plan to, quote, shoot up Dunmore High School outside of Scranton. Uh, the two other students will be charged as juveniles. According to the court documents, police uncovered text messages between the students discussing plans to attack the school with Molotov cocktails and various guns with one student calling, quote, dibs on targeting a specific victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, the students allegedly wrote that they hated the high school and wanted everything to go down like the 1999 Columbine shooting in which 13 people were murdered and 21 injured. Uh, during a search warrant at uh, Chikarsky's home, uh, police found components for bombs, BB pellets, CO2 cartridges, a handwritten list of guns and tactical gear, and a five-subject notebook with a section devoted to the mass murder. One of the entries that Chikarsky wrote in the notebook uh, read, I think I'm going to go with Klebold's setup, referring to Columbine shooter Dylan Klebold. A Tech 9 and a sawed-off shotgun, but instead of a double barrel, I want one like Eric shot, referring, of course, to Eric Harris, the other shooter. Uh, Kucharski's mother also told police her daughter was obsessed with the Columbine massacre. Another entry in Jakarski's notebook uh, read 4-20-24, April 20, 2024. Uh, you'll all be dead soon anyways. 
Uh, the mother, one of the teens charged as a juvenile, discovered text messages in which the student discussed the plans to shoot up the school. The teen had told investigators that he didn't believe it was until he saw he didn't believe it until he saw twenty to thirty Molotov cocktails under Chikarsky's porch. Uh, during an investigation, Lewis told p- uh, police that he had uh, never heard of the Columbine massacre until Chikarsky had told him about it, and the two started planning their attack in September of last year. Uh, and of course, they were gonna, they were waiting Jesus. several years before this was. Yeah, gonna happen, no, this was a, a long term thing here. So it was the parents that caught the caught wind of this. One of the parents, one of the, parents? Of the juveniles, or Jesus. the one being charged as a juvenile is. And I'm curious why they're being charged as a uh, as adults because usually you have to have a track record uh, before that happens to be charged as an yeah, adult. At least I I've read know. that anyhow. But yeah. uh, pretty scary, man. That stuff like that can happen. Um, a woman shared the shocking moment that she heard a squeak, looked down, and discovered a live bat was hanging from her crotch. Yes! Oh, God. A <laughs> uh, TikTok user shared the viral video this month asking incredulously, how did this happen to me? After filming her surprise reaction, she pans down to show a tiny black bat nestled directly in the crotch of her jeans... Forcing her to awkwardly hover with her legs open. Uh, writing to commenters, she explained that she hadn't noticed that it was there. How do you not notice a bat? Until she, well, it was like itty It's tiny, I know. It yeah. was tiny. She had explained that uh, she hadn't noticed it was there until she took a step and heard a squeaking noise from between her legs. I might buy you a vagina. Oh, my God. She said, I called my husband. I was terrified to move until he could get to it. Uh, her husband grabbed the bat, which died shortly after. Uh, she said, I saw a cat in the area, and I think that that was the culprit. We sent him off for testing, and he came back negative for rabies, she wrote. Jesus. Uh, the TikToker also assured viewers that she had followed up with a rabies test of her own. Uh, her video has been viewed more than uh, four million times, by the way. It's like the other night I was wiping, and a possum came out. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. got to be careful. Oh, my God. A man accused of sexually assaulting a horse pulled off a brazen escape from jail earlier this week. Oh, my God. Jonah Barrett Lesko, who was jailed in La Plata County uh, Jail in Durango, Colorado, after being caught on camera doing it with a horse at the La Plata County Fairgrounds during the night of June 17th. Eventually had his animal cruelty charges dismissed as part of a plea deal. However, the 25-year-old still faced trespassing charges in connection to several robberies. And on Tuesday, jail officials discovered Lesko missing from the recreation yard where he had been alone for some time before his escape. Surveillance video showed him climbing over the wall using a hole in a fenced area to escape the jail grounds. Police tracked him about 25 miles away to the uh, Animas River after receiving a phone call about a sus- suspected escaped inmate. Uh, he shed his jumpsuit by this time, and he was only wearing his boxer shorts. When officers began to pursue him, they managed to corner him in the river. With a horse. And he eventually gave up. Yeah, it was his, that was his undoing. Did the horse identify him in the lineup? No, and they had dropped the horse charge at that time, but they, from the left. they ended up uh, getting him. So, All right, and uh, we'll do one last story and wrap it. Uh, police are looking for a man in Canada. They say punched a nurse in the face multiple times knocking her to the ground after she administered a COVID-19 vaccine to his wife without his permission. On Monday, a man walked into a pharmacy in southern Quebec and accused a nurse in her 40s who police have not named of vaccinating his wife. Right at the beginning, the suspect was very angry, very aggressive. He asked the nurse why she vaccinated his wife without approval, without his consent. Oh, that's troubling. And he punched her right in the face multiple times so the nurse didn't have the time to defend herself, defend or explain herself. And she fell to the ground, and the suspect left running out of the drugstore. 
Uh, there are no laws in Canada that say individuals need their spouse's permission to get vaccinated. Yes, I would imagine. And it's unclear if his wife had given consent or not. Uh, the nurse was uh, taken to a nearby hospital by ambulance where she was treated for multiple injuries to her face. Police did not have a name or photo of the suspect or security footage of the incident. They do, however, have a description of the man or are hoping with the public's help that they'll be able to identify him and charge him with assault. Well, wouldn't the wife know all the information that they need? Uh, of the, About the nurse? Yeah, yeah, about, the, about the guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't know who she is. Oh, they don't. The guy just walked in and said, you know... He didn't, oh. he didn't identify his wife. He I, just said, you vaccinated my wife without my permission. I got gotcha. you. started beating the nurse. Well, there you go. A psycho. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. That's what we have in the Bizarre File for now. i got more good stories coming up later, All right. by the way. All right. In the meantime, uh, we are here to speak about an event that is coming up on October 17th. It is the third annual Market Street Run for the Blue. Yes. And we would like to welcome, uh, from the Philadelphia Police Foundation, Mr. Eric Cushing. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning, guys. Miss yep. your musk, Preston, to quote, to quote the great Ron Burke. Uh, someday we'll share our musk again, Eric. How you doing, man? Everything good? Everything's really good. Uh, hopefully we're coming out of this COVID and uh, the run for blue is happening. It's in person or virtual, depending on your comfort level. But okay. uh, at least we're back on Market Street this year. It was fully virtual last year. Nice. And so, by the way, how, how long is the run? What, what length of a run is it? So it's a five-miler, so it's half of the Broad Street run. Broad okay. Street's 10. Uh, we're a week after Broad Street this year, which is which is quirky. Normally, Broad Street's in the spring, and, and we'd be in the fall, but we are actually one week after Broad Street. It's a five-miler, but the, the nice thing is you can actually run it or walk it. Right. As there long you as go. you're off. As long as you keep a 20-minute-a-mile walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can handle that, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes a mile. Uh, that That's cool. Walk. A five-miler Listen, you know, 5Ks and 5-milers, you can do that. You really can. And and if yeah. you, and like you said, if you want to walk it, there's there's definitely no shame in that. Or walk run. Or you could walk run. Yeah, yeah. you could do that too. Uh but um you need you need participants. We need people to sign up, right? Yep, marketstreetrun.org, Preston, marketstreetrun.org. Uh, you can sign up literally through event day, which is three weeks from yesterday. Um, so plenty of time to, to get in a couple of practice runs and, and sign up and join us. And if people aren't familiar with the Police Foundation, what is the, uh, what's at the core of, of what you guys do, Eric? Yeah, so essentially where the city's budget ends, our work begins. So every major city has budget limitations. As we know, the the, the budget is excruciating at times. What gets cut, what stays in. Um, so we come in and fund technology, equipment, training, uh, community relations programs, innovative um, community policing programs. We'll fund all kinds of things that don't make it into the city budget that we believe enhances public safety um, and enhances uh, support of the of the department. Well, and you refurbished um, some of the police stations that were dilapidated, right? Not that uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, Kathy. Good morning. Yes, the um, the. Uh, 18th police district was literally dilapidated and it's a city building and we stepped in and funded brand new heating and air conditioning unit uh got all kinds of new desks and equipment in there um to fix the kitchen in there cleaned up the locker rooms um it was quite a project but that stuff matters i mean i'm not sure there's a more challenging job in america today than being a major city police officer and to work in an environment that's not 
everything you need to yeah. succeed be in the right frame of mind you know so so we will we'll, we'll do if 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 the commissioner comes to us with a request uh, our executive committee will look at it and we funded all kinds of things including refurbishing a police district a couple years ago as Kathy said and by the way Eric this is a pretty young event it started in 2019 you guys already had 2,000 people involved last year right I know, yeah. So it's uh, it, we we just started in 2019. So it's this is the third annual, and of course we got um, you know, with COVID, we weren't able to be in person last year. So yeah, we've only been on Market Street once for this. Wow. So we're hoping it turns into a uh, a mini Broad Street run for the fall as it grows. Um, but right now, this is just the second time we'll be able to be on Market. Cool. Yeah, and you you draw a good parallel. My brother's a police officer, and uh, he he knows for a fact. And I know from listening to him when they when they the equipment shoddy or they're having issues with things um, that can mean the matter of of someone's life or death when they're responding to a, a crime or responding to a situation. So being able to do this and help out it really benefits everybody. Steve, absolutely. I mean, it's it's incredible some of the things that don't make it into the budget. Um, it, it it it'll blow your mind. I won't go into the details, but you know our our work is critical. You can check out our website. It lists kind of all the things we funded in the recent past. PhillyPoliceFoundation.org, um, and we've this year we're funding more stuff than we've ever funded, um, and we'll keep the public up to date on that. We'll be updating our website. We're hoping to do a press conference, um, and events like the Run for Blue make it all possible. Excellent. All right, thanks, Eric. Good luck. We have a link to that on PrestonSteve.com for people to get into it. We uh, hope things go well for you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Absolutely. Eric Cushing. Hey, 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 hey. And you can just go to the website and click on it and get involved. We are going to take another break. We'll come back in uh, just a moment. More chances to win money with money clips. Don't forget, hopefully you, you got the word in already because it's already a quarter after the hour. But we got another chance coming up at 10 a.m. And then several times through the day, we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Good morning, It. Are you looking for professional in-home dog grooming in South Jersey? Call Funky Fur today. We are a family company with over 10 years of professional dog grooming experience and we'll bring it straight to your home for a safe, stress-free groom. Call Kelly today at 609-233-2382 to book an appointment. We'll turn your pup from funky to fresh. Next message. Hello, everyone. Mike and Tammy Rigby, owners and operators of Applied Power Wash. We service all of Montgomery and Chester counties, as well as most of the surrounding areas for all residential and commercial exterior cleaning needs. Currently, we are raffling off a free premium house wash to help support the area's flood victims, with 100% of the proceeds going to the cause. We can be reached at 484-949-8117 or text 484-948-WASH. You can also visit us at AppliedPowerWash.com for more information about our services and this fundraiser. Thanks again for listening, and thank you to Preston and Steve for always supporting local small businesses. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Panini is becoming a word I, I don't like. Oh, no. Why is that? Just a panini. 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 I, I love know. paninis. I love yeah, the way they taste. What about Narnia? That. Just the word. And Narnia. Narnia. Too. Yeah. I'd rather a panini than a sandwich. 
I do love a oh, good panini. Oh, as far as eating goes? As far as yeah. eating goes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why I don't hate panini. I was just saying the word panini. panini. When my wife makes a, my, my paninis at home, <laughs> she takes, I have a, a Batman coin bank on the counter and she takes it and it puts it on top of the panini press to make it an extra flat panini. Well, that's nice. So it's oh, like to, a, it, to weight it down. Yeah, it's like a yeah. Bat, it's a Batman experience. It's a Batman too. panini. You keep your Batman piggy bank on the. It's been counter? full and unemptied for about eight years, <laughs> but because we are in fear that our paninis will be substandard if we take. Steve, <laughs> if, if you put change in it though, it'll weight it down even more and give you a flatter panini. Well, it's full. It it's is. Full. I thought you said it was empty. No, it's full. Oh, I haven't okay. emptied it. That's right, the problem. Perfect. Yeah, no, perfect. you're right. I know you're probably going somewhere else with this, but uh, this is probably an unpopular opinion. But uh, I think paninis can be a little bit overrated because they have a tendency to cut the roof of your mouth because the, everything is so... What, are you eating glass? No. Well, if it's toasted too much. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. It the, That the bread can become a little bit sharp. Yeah. If hey. it is, uh, if, it, if it's toasted too, if it's, yeah, if it's... It's toasted too much and it becomes hard. What was that grilled cheese place? The 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 the, uh, the truck right next to our broadcast area uh, at the uh, barbecue. Did you see that? No. Oh yeah, it was right there. Oh. I had no idea. There's a grilled cheese. It was like a grilled cheese sandwich, right? It wasn't that. like meltdown. Everyone's not. Yes. No. I don't no. Know if meltdowns around anymore. Everyone was loving it. Uh, it's like a huge line. I hate to say that if they are still around, that really, really mean. They were it. really good. Um, so I missed that. I'm sorry, but All I right. did see. I saw a live casino and yes. resort uh, there. Marissa's going to be there on Monday, by the way, for an appearance. Yep, uh, tonight. I'm tonight. sorry. And then uh, we had Removery, the uh, uh, tattoo removal place that was there as well. Yes, and there was a Rita's water ice and all kinds of good stuff. All Rita's. So yeah, it was nice. Lunchbox Philly. That there was you in go. The place case. Yes. Uh, okay. Steve. I guess that was the food truck. So. Good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. Great time at MM Barbecue. Um, was there something else you want to say? You I know you're going somewhere. I just... Uh, I love you. So, uh, you know the push-down toasters? Some of those have a trap door at the bottom. Did you guys know that? So yes. they can escape. Yeah. No. It's the crumbs. They remove the crumbs. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think all of them do. No. I check my mom's doesn't. So okay. there's no way it would second. start a fire. There's got to be another way for you to empty out the crumbs. You have to shake it. I you guess. check your mom's toaster trap door. So she made me a tuna fish sandwich the other night, Steve, and she asked if I wanted it on toast, and I was like, I didn't know that they had uh, trap doors, so I checked hers. Uh-huh. Just like I thought. And uh, I checked. So, uh, how do you get rid of the crumbs in the toaster, mom? Uh, so I checked the bottom of it to see if she, hers had a trap door, and it did not. Uh, so she has to shake hers out from time to time. Like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. yeah. So what a fish on toast. Come on, mom. Oh, yeah, that's good. Shake that that's, toast. I like chicken salad on toast. Yeah, it's kind of the only way I do it. Yeah. Huh. Doing on toast. All right. Did she cut it for you, too? Dude, she cut it the wrong way. She didn't cut it in diagonal. Kick her out. Yeah. <laughs> She's done. Two th- and, then, and then we had... We we had an argument because she put celery in it, and I like celery in my tuna. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, I always put celery." I'm like, "No, you don't." Like wow. when you made my tuna as a child, you did not put celery in. She's like, "Yes, I did." You're not my child. Well, then I had <laughs> to bring it. To, I had to bring it to the council of the elders, <laughs> and they corroborated my story. They're like, "No, she never put celery." Well, your brothers and sisters? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But like her memory says that she did. Well, she's getting older. <laughs> she is getting older. I brought you some brochures or something. Facilities. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. In light of our sandwich situation, yeah. I've collected some brochures. <laughs> Look, they have yeah. a, they have a bingo Ooh. night and uh, uh, pickleball. 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 Now your back's gonna hurt. She can't play pickleball. <laughs> I have a pickleball story. You do, uh, which we can go to in a moment. Let me do some shout outs here, real All quick, right. though. 
I got this one, and the reason I'm hitting these is because I'm getting them in on time. You're doing great. And they they were sent weeks ago, gang, so I really did put some effort into this. But uh, this one says, hey, my Bill, my name is Bill. Bill. My bill is $500. <laughs> no, um, I'm requesting the most uh, massive birthday shout out as possible for my dad, Bill Hazel. Uh, it's Bill Hazlett Sr., September 27, turns a big 6 0. Ah. And I think it's only fitting for me to get him recognized on the air for this. He's a huge fan and introduced me to the show during the Y100 days back when I was still in high school. Not only that, but he used to be one of the main truck drivers uh, taking trailers from the camp out to fill abundance. How about that? Ask Steve if he remembers popping a tire to one of the trailers with a forklift. That's one of the many stories I've heard from him about the camp out and probably the best. I don't, but I don't doubt it. Thank you and Ray John, and that's from Bill Hazlitt Jr. So here's a shout out. Big 6-0 to you, Bill, and that's thanks great. for helping out at the camp out. That's awesome. Here's another one that says, uh, Hey, my name is Matt Hall. I'm writing to request a shout out after 14 years. Oh. My fiance Alyssa and I are finally getting married on October 3rd this year. We are high school sweethearts, and we got engaged last January, right before the pandem- pandemic started. Matt and his uh, fiance Alyssa were at the uh, MMO barbecue on Saturday. Got oh. to say hi to him. Uh, oh, Matt I- used to work for uh, Wawa over yes. the years, and he would come to camp out um, when we would have Wawa serve up coffee and, and uh, yeah. Breakfast treats and whatnot. And Matt's a great guy, huge fan of the show. And Eric Simon, uh, our promotions director, did a really nice thing and upgraded their seats on Saturday. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Because uh, he's getting married? Because of their wedding, yeah. Because of the Somebody's getting married. Uh, he said, we are huge fans of the show. Alyssa has been listening and podcasting since Y100 days, and I started listening shortly after the move to MMR. If you could give the biggest, juiciest shirt up possible, that'd be amazing. Thank you so much. MMR rocks, and that is from Matt Hall. So a shirt up for you guys. Congratulations. Awesome. Uh, and then another one I'll do real quick. It says, uh, hey, Preston, just wanted to give a shout-out to my brother Jeff. He's just starting back at work at BKG in Telford. Listen to this. He says he's been off since July because he fell off a ladder, punctured a lung, and broke six ribs oh. front and back while mm. trimming the bushes. Jesus. He and his coworkers listen every day in the shop, and I just wanted to say he's the best. And he should probably leave the bush trimming to professionals. Yeah, you only get those kind of injuries at our cardboard classic. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. That's from uh, Jason Heal. So here's a shard out uh, to his brother Jeff. So hang in there, man. Hope you hope you heal up nicely. Uh, I got a seven-way shard out. Uh, shard out to a guy named Troy that I met at the MMRBQ on Saturday. I remembered Troy. I did it. I uh, did so it. Shard out to you. Uh, yesterday, I was at a rugby tournament at St. Augie's Prep in, like, Richland, New Jersey. So a shard out to Nicole and her husband, Nick, and also to the Brown sisters. Here's a shard out to you, ladies. All right. Uh, Steve mentioned, uh, jokingly mentioned pickleball. Yes. Uh, and there's actually uh, an article that he sent over to me about uh, pickleball this morning uh, that is worth mentioning. Apparently, pickleball has emerged as the fastest growing sport in America. <laughs> My mother-in-law uh, plays pickleball. She found out about pickleball, learned about it maybe two or three falls ago and had like like it's her group that she loved playing pickleball with she fell two or three times and then discovered it uh two or three falls ago i no (laughs) seasons seasons after summer autumn i was like like, like, she probably shouldn't be doing physical activity (laughs) she's too aggressive she's had serious falls over and over as i'm watching this game and we're watching uh people playing it, it it's a nice hybrid at least by my reckoning between uh, tennis, yeah, a little bit of badminton, 
Ping pong. Uh, a little bit of ping pong. So yeah. what it is, Steve, is it's it's tennis that's not going to wreak havoc on your knees. Right. Because you don't have oh. as much area to cover. To run. You know? Now, I love tennis, uh, and I've, I've, I'm pretty good at tennis. I wonder if I would be decent at this. Probably. Um, it's, a, it's a different, it's, it's less, a, it's not a racket, it's more like a paddle, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a paddle. Yep. Um, so I was talking to some high school kids who are all playing. Okay. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it transcends so ages. It's not just for older people, yeah. which I was like, because I've seen, there are a lot of people that play it down at the shore. They're, in tennis courts, they they tra- they uh, uh, they change them. Uh, there, there are little right. things you can do to, to change the lines on the uh, right. uh, the ground to make it for a, a pickleball. And there are groups, like, you drive by on a Saturday morning, all of the uh, the courts are full with people playing pickleball. They just did a whole bunch of these uh, pickleball courts right down off of um, Main Street in Maniunk. Uh, there's a facility down there that's, that's pretty close. They look like they're well-maintained. The one thing I notice here with the pickleball court is that they do not allow you to charge the net. You cannot, where you can in tennis. Um, so I, I remember first hearing about this game I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago. I mean, like it's been around for a while. I, I yeah, but it almost recently Did you? started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what? What really what, taking off? What I is? Uh, what is? Uh, precipitated the uh, the big? Because they're they're calling it. You know, I think people president. just slowly figured out that uh, you know it's fun. I, uh, which, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, no. Nick. But I on on Instagram the other day, I got you know how their ads will pop up. Yeah. It was an ad, or maybe it was on maybe it was on YouTube, an ad for a guy. It was a pickleball paddle, and he was talking. It was like he was a professional golfer that was telling you about right. this golf club that was like so Lee great. Trevino, really. Yeah, and and so I was like, huh. he's like, man, I love the feel of this, and you can get the spin and blah blah blah. And I'm like, have we reached that level where pickleball is now being endorsed like this? Well, in one of the articles I was reading, they they basically have like 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 pro level. Um, uh, you know, clinics and all this stuff. So I would yeah. have to say yes, Preston. We've gotten to that point. Yeah. I have a bad pickleball memory. Really? I'll share it with you guys. Yes. So <laughs> this is uh, sixth grade. I grew up in Paoli, and there's a country club near there called Waynesboro Country Club. I was not a member there. Do I need to get a doll so you can point to certain spots? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not sexual at all, you okay. pervert. Um, so we, uh, I, I went to ten- tennis camp growing up. I, I like playing tennis a lot too, Steve, and I, I was okay at it. Yeah. I thought I had some tennis skills. I go to play pickleball at Waynesboro Country Club against these kids who were, quite frankly, snotballs and uh, pretentious douchebags. And they... Were they pickle hustlers? Uh, yes. Yeah. They killed me at this Little game. Bastards. And I th- I get out of the court. I'm like, oh, I'm all right at tennis. I mean, I, c- I can handle my own. I-, I left that court nearly in tears because I, I don't think I registered a single point. It How was- long before you actually ate a pickle? Uh, no, was I-, I was not forced to eat any pickles or whatever. Oh, you don't like pickles, do you? And I- well, yeah, maybe that's where it all comes uh, back from. That's it? it <laughs> We've now opened up another pathway. But yeah, that was the first time I was ever exposed to it. And it is fun. I mean, I've, I've played it since then, but it- it's um, it's, well, it's interesting to see how much it's taken off. Let me ask you: with your uh, with your tennis um, training, was that a hindrance or was that an asset? Do you believe? Clearly, I these kids were. I think it's a, it was a hindrance because you get used to when you're playing tennis. I, you know what was threw me off, Steve? Was the racket size? Yeah. You know, you know where the ball is going to hit on the racket when you're right, playing tennis. Sweet spot. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I well, can see that. What's cool about the ping pong element to this is you can really put spin on the ball. Right. And uh, play it that way and, and throw people off by how it's going to rebound, uh, which was what makes ping pong so much fun. I, I love that. Yeah. I love when you, when you, I, I have a pretty good spin game in my ping pong. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> I love doing that. And in tennis as well, when you can, like, really put a lot of topspin on a ball. By the way, this it was first played in 1965. I, did, I, it, yeah, I just 
this year is the first time I've really heard about pickleball. So our building put uh, two ping pong tables outside uh, our building in the, the back area. Uh, and I played ping pong against Nick Murphy. I got to tell you guys, I thought I was going to smoke him. And I lost. And I, uh, Nick, I think I feel the same way about ping pong, <laughs> especially against Nick Murphy. That, that you felt about. <sighs> You're done? I went back out. Uh, I got smoked twice. <laughs> like the first he time I was like. Dude, he smoked me, Kathy. And I so thought, what was, what was the score? Uh, well, the first the first match was way worse than the second match. Second right. match was actually more competitive. And I credit me bringing my glasses the second time because the first time I I couldn't, on, fo- I have I to couldn't put my glasses. <laughs> I couldn't follow the ball. Uh, wow. But the second time, I was like, okay, this is it, man. Dude, I'm well, willing to. So well, I got to play Murph then. I will only play against my children. Did he, <laughs> did he walk around and break your paddle? No, okay. no, but he he was very gracious. get out of here. He was, he was he didn't talk a whole lot of trash. By the way, this uh, the the origin of pickleball is a little bit interesting. You guys want to hear about it? Yes. All right. So the game started in the summer 1965 on Brainbridge Brainbridge Island, Washington, at the home of Joel Pritchard, uh, who later served in Congress and a lieutenant lieutenant governor. He and uh, two friends. Uh, Bill Bell and Barney McCallum. Old McCallum. Old McCallum. Barney. Yeah. Uh, Barney, come on over. I have a great idea for a new game. (laughs) It's called Pickleball. Well, they returned from uh, golf and found their families bored one Saturday afternoon. They attempted to set up badminton, but no one could find the shuttlecock. They improvised with a wiffle ball, lowered the badminton net, and fabricated paddles of plywood from a nearby shed. So they literally just sat there and made it up. Right. Uh, McCallum made the first paddles that were specifically for pickleball on his uh, basement bandsaw. He tried several alternative paddles, uh, but one he called Old M2. Became the paddle of choice Old for most M2. players. Yeah. It was in, struck by lightning, right? What hit it? In 1972, McCallum Incorporated Pickleball Incorporated and manufactured wooden paddles to help grow the sport. His son, David McCallum, now runs the business which is headquartered in Kent, Washington. So they still have ownership of that game, Nick? Wow. Whoa. And so the the um, they do have a facility in Washington. And I guess is that are the leagues run out of Washington? Uh, I'm not sure about the leagues. But listen to this. Some sources claim that the name Pickleball, which is I was curious about yeah. why. Uh, I was wondering because I, I thought they kept the balls in, uh, in pickle tubs. Right. I've seen those used to, to take balls out there. Uh, but they, um, they were specifically... Wait a second. It says here... It was derived, some people say it was derived from that of Pritchard's family dog, Pickles, uh-huh. or from the term Pickle Boat. So were they originally hitting the means. dog over the net? No. According to Joan Pritchard, uh, Joel's wife, uh, the name of the game became Pickleball after I said it reminded me of the Pickle Boat in Crew, where oarsmen were chosen from the leftovers of the other boats. Somehow the idea, the name came from our dog, Pickles. Was attached to it, uh, to the name of the game, but Pickles wasn't on the scene for two more years. The dog was named for the game. But stories about the name's origin were funnier, thinking the game was named for the dog. So I don't understand. Uh, the, that, yeah, I don't understand what that thing. means. Uh, but maybe the, like the uh, the people who can't play tennis play pickleball or like the the drag, okay. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, the, the game actually has a unique sound when they're playing with authentic pickleball pa- uh, paddles. Have you heard it? It's, it's kind of like a... No. Um, I was watching a YouTube video this morning, and it's like a ding, ding, ding. Like, you know, as they're hitting back and forth across the net. 
Uh, Unlike the, anything I've ever heard before. By the way, the U.S. Pickleball National Championships are held near Palm Springs, California, co-hosted by Larry Ellison. Yeah, he's the guy that invented Oracle, or was the CEO. Oh, so really? Yeah, there's a lot of money attached to all this, because you're talking about crew, you're talking about golf, badminton, and... Uh, so we're and, seeing all the, oh, all the hoity-toity yeah, sports. Bain, Bainbridge Island. So... Kind of country clubbish. Yes, I think. I right. still play some pickleball. Well, that's yeah, why it's that's not. It won't exert us at all. Waynesboro is a is a, a fancy schmancy country club, because there there are smaller tennis type games that have smaller courts. We talked about that. Yeah, and you can play off the wall yes, and stuff, yeah. kind of like squash, you know, and things squash like that. Squash is a bit of an elitist sport as Old well. Old style tennis. The first first versions of tennis involved. Being able to hit up on there was an awning. It, yes, an yeah. awning, yeah. and play the game that I way. That. And th- uh, there are still clubs that play that way. Okay, but it morphed into what we now know as tennis. So seeing all these people play in Wildwood and in, in uh, Wildwood Crest, uh, that that I, I told Rochelle, you know, like we're driving by, I'm like, I'm like that looks kind of fun. You it know? does. Yeah. I mean, we could get out there and play, and you know, get some physical activity, and you know, my knees get effed up, and I wouldn't want to. Uh, tennis is fun, but. It would do. It would do a lot of damage to my knees. Blue emu. So I mentioned that. I oh, know snake. it doesn't stink. <laughs> so I mentioned it to her, and like nothing. Crickets, crickets I, man. I'm uh, like, that would have been kind of. Fun. It would. Have, well, we could do it. Uh, listen, uh, Nick, with tennis, I always love. I love, uh, you know, playing one on one against someone, and you you live and die by your own capabilities. But doubles was oh. always a blast, and, yeah. and a little more casual. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, you don't have to run as much. Yeah, <laughs> I played tennis all the time my senior year. Me and my buddy John, we went and bought tennis rackets at yeah. uh, Herman's. Remember Herman's, Nick? <laughs> yeah, of course, and Herman. Uh, I mean, Come I played pickleball, you big dummy. I always had my racket on me, and if I just kind of found myself alone or whatever, I I'd just go find a wall and just hit the ball against sure. the wall and stuff. I, Case yeah. I used yeah. to go. I mean, Ball-ball. I played tennis a lot, yeah. and I would go and I would literally blow out a can of balls. You know, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be slamming them against the wall because yeah. they would put a line up where the tennis net would be along the wall. Yeah, and it was great. I that, is, played- uh, that is a satisfying feeling. Opening up a can of tennis balls. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the sound that it makes. The I agree. Yeah. Smell. Yeah, I agree. I always. Put my junk in it. <laughs> I always smell the balls. That's weird. I oh, smell yeah. the balls too. They're yeah. fuzzy. Yeah. Yo, yeah. have you ever opened a can of tennis balls that somebody already did? No. Oh, and you get yes, you, you get, get nothing. Up. You, you wait. I didn't know pts was a verb. I just I made it a verb. Okay, I, I made you. it a verb. Yeah, uh, I did it one time. I guess I bought new tennis balls that somebody had already at the sporting goods store had just opened it just enough. That's like I wonder if there's some people that walk around and just do that in right? Dick's sporting because you, you bastards. Yep. This can is a slut. It's like getting a bottle of Coke that somebody's already opened. Yeah. It's been pissed already. Oh, man. Son of a bitch. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to Nick, who is the director of games at a golf course. Hi, Nick. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, thank you, Nick. What's up, man? Hey, so I, you guys are talking about, you know, pickleball and stuff. So I'm a director of instruction at uh, Chester Valley, which is actually like five minutes away from Waynesboro. Okay. And paddleball is like the thing. All right, so explain paddleball. So paddleball, imagine pickleball and racquetball mixed together. Okay. So you have, like, so it's, like, caged around you, and you use paddles and use the type of ball, and, like, the courts are, like, sandpaper, and they're also, like, heated, so they grip really well. Hmm. And, Nick, do they have, is it, like, plexiglass around the the sides? No, it's not. It's, like, it's almost That's racquetball. No. There's there's a game that I've seen that involves a net as well that has plexiglass around the sides. Well, that is, I mean, that's squash. Okay, squash. 
the squash has plex, you can do plexiglass and stuff the paddle ball because you you'll see six paddle courts at every golf course like especially in like malvern westchester area and i know once winter hits all my members it's you know let's hold some some bourbon and some paddle balls what they got it going on <laughs> oh, okay so what, what game was rasmus uh Ristolainen playing uh when he summers in turku he was saying he Are plays. Are you asking Nick this guy? I'm, I'm asking you guys. Thanks, thanks for your call, man. We appreciate it, bud. Yeah, I think it was Absolutely. pickleball. All right, see ya. Yeah, because he was a big tennis fan, and right. I, I think he, he's either paddleball or pickleball that he referenced, right? I I, sure. I I used to love uh, 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 racquetball. Yeah, uh, I, I loved uh, I loved handball on my hand your ball. But <laughs> but the uh, um, that any of those games are are to me are um, depending on my level of capability. Even if it's not that good, I still enjoy. Yeah, playing the, those games. In the early 80s, we, we used to play racquetball all the time. That was, man, you were moving in yeah, that car. Yeah. That was fun. I always think of the scene in Splash with uh, D- yeah. John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you could, you could, you know, bang it off yeah. the back wall. And, and, oh, oh God, that was oh. the best. So Squash is similar to, to that. Yes. But it's different because the ball has very little bounce. The right. rackets are, mu- are much smaller. And so Squash is more like, almost like chess. Like, you can place it in the corner and if you're not able to get up and get to the ball in time, you yeah. lose. And so you don't have to run around nearly as much in squash. Advice for racquetball, though, if you go in and you think, oh, I'm not going to do that, do this, wear goggles. Oh, my God, yes. Because yes. Yeah, you will yeah, get yeah, hit yeah. in the face, yeah. I guarantee you. You're going to get yeah. balls in the face. Yes. I used to play racquetball all the time. That oh, was yeah? Like, really? Yeah. yeah. When, <clears throat> when I was, I guess... Uh, it was out of college. Um, I would, this was like when, when actually I think it was part of when we left Y100 because I had nothing to do, but like <laughs> three or four Sixers games in evening. Right. So I would either run or bike to the gym and then I would work out in the gym and then I would have my friend meet me and we would play uh racquetball and then I'd run or bike home. Wow. Steve, you know, I used, to, I used to love about racquetball. What? The sound that it made. Yes. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can hear those racquetball courts and Cut, it, oh, it's it great. reverberated all over the place. Well, that was a fun game. They, they usually have glass doors behind you, so yeah. people would stop and, yeah, and watch us. I yeah. used to play one of the um, aerobics instructors at the gym, so people would stop and watch us all oh, the time. Nice. couple hot chicks <laughs> playing yeah. racquetball. That's true. There, there are a lot of, lot of um, <laughs> women love racquetball. And then um, she stepped on the ball. That was <laughs> <of a> squash. <laughs> Let me go to Nate. Let me, Nate, uh, Nate, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Mamorning. Good. Good morning. What's up, buddy? Good morning. I was just curious if you guys have ever played volleyball. And volleyball is basically like uh, volleyball. And the ball is basically like a gigantic um, tennis ball. And you're able to use against the walls to shoot it over the net. I've I've heard of it. Huh. And, I, and we're watching a video of it now. And I can honestly say I've never actually seen it played. It looks interesting. So it's a slightly smaller ball. And the difference is you can use the walls to ricochet shots against your opponents. Correct. All right. Okay. Like, I played it years ago, like, when I was a kid. And I've always thought I had a real good time playing it. It's um, fun. Yeah. And I assume, is it, is it that traditional volleyball height, the net? I do believe so. All right. It does look cool. And it looks like it's in a racquetball court. Thanks, man. I, there are a lot of... Games like that that are some volleyball in general. I love just volleyball. A fun. I game. love it. Yeah, it's a great game. My we daughter to, started playing this year. When uh, when my son was playing uh, lacrosse and we would go to indoor practices, there were it was in the evening and there were uh, like men's leagues at night playing volleyball. 
Those dudes were taking that game seriously. Oh, yeah. 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 Brutal. I was yeah. playing because um, the, the Y uh, has pickup volleyball. Um, it used to be, I think, on Tuesday nights. And I, I used to go uh, a few times. And, and people that play, you know, listen, it's a social thing, but also you're... It's a competition. Yeah. You, you know, so you, people, you like to enjoy it, but there are pe- yeah. some people sometimes, there's oh always that God. one dude that gets so carried away. It's like, this is for fun, you dumbass. Yeah. Let's just, I'll tell you what, though, when you compare like regular gymnasium volleyball, uh, I don't know what the technical delineation is between beach volleyball, the uh, amount of running around, yeah. the amount of yeah. sand providing resistance to your running, yep. those people are working their asses off because it's just two on each yep. side. But mm-hmm. there is, and listen, with the pandemic, I don't know what the situation is anymore, but there used to be all over the area, pickup volleyball all over the area, all sorts of gyms and stuff like that. My buddy Rick, um, dude, he met like all his girlfriends that way. And they were always... Um, I can see that. They were always international. Um, so yeah, oh, so really? like Hungarian, Austrian, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever play, so it's, it's a rip, but it's called bowling ball. It's volleyball, but with bowling balls. Wow. Sounds like it okay. Oh my God. It, I think just <laughs> serving the ball would hurt. It, it really does. But if you get good at it, yeah. when, you, when you spike it. I mean, Oof. like, there's, there's no recovery. Your wrist. Yeah. Just look for the guys hand. with all sorts of wrist braces on. <laughs> I go on it. I go, I go. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, uh, bowling ball. Right. Try it. It is bowling. fun. Bowling yeah. ball. <laughs> that was the only A I got in college. Was, um, was bowling ball? What? No, it was oh, volleyball. <laughs> okay, that was the only A you got in college. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got an A in swimming as well. I had to take two. Did, Nick, did you have to take gym in college? Oh, man, I don't think so. Okay, did, how'd you do in water bowling? Water <laughs> <laughs> bowling is. I had to. I, I did. I did a DNF. I, I did not finish okay. that class. It was too, you had to have had to take some sort of gym class. Water we bowling? had two two one in credit college. gym classes that you had. We I, had, we I had took, to take. I took step aerobics. Oh my god! <laughs> I did step aerobics. I made my room. Forgot about that. I made my roommates uh, take it with me because it was going to be so easy. It was easy. Not so much for them because they weren't into step aerobics because you had to uh, do your own routine. So you'd have to get up in front of the class and teach a uh, class. That oh, was, that's cool. That was part of your grade. <laughs> I used to do step aerobics all the time. Okay. Uh, so I was fine. But my friend was like, I, I don't know how to do this. What, teaching a class? <laughs> wow. Kathy, I took swimming. I'm sorry. I took intermediate swimming uh, first. <laughs> and I show up to the first day of the class. And my teacher, my instructor, was my boss. I was a lifeguard. He's like... You're not an intermediate swimmer. He's, you know, you're he's a like, advanced. No, you're an advanced. So everybody else had to swim in these lanes, and I had my own course. Really? Yes. Was this oh, that's his, cool. Better sinus? This is that her sinus, yeah. That's where my uh, son learned how to swim. He yeah. took swim, swim lessons Actually, at that dude, pool. That class that um, we, uh, it's really tough to get into that program. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, a, really hard. We had to pull yeah. some strings. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. a lot of the colleges have those programs. And to teach little kids to swim? Yeah, yeah, but it's like a different type of program huh. um, that, that they teach that's like it's very comprehensive and it allows like almost an infant to uh fall in the pool and be able to turn yeah. themselves over and wow. and breathe and float until somebody gets to them it's, no yeah. kidding wow that's pretty cool yeah all right um well anyhow real quick just to, to double back to pickleball for a second yeah is that we got started on this conversation yeah, yeah. last year the professional pickleball association announced an agreement with espn 
And uh, the network will air all of the league's 2021 tournaments. And I don't know when the season is. Is it happening right now? I'm not really sure. That's pretty wild. And I apparently, mean, that's an investment. In 2018, racket maker uh, Selkirk Sports signed Tyson McGuffin. Whoa! Tyson the Guff McGuffin. I can't believe they got him. I am uh, Tyson McGuffin. And if you're looking for equipment or clothes, you got to check out my brand. It's pickleball. Actually, he's the world's top-ranked pickleball player. I'm the world's top-ranked pickleball player. And they assume they signed him to an endorsement they deal. They signed me to an endorsement deal. Terms were not disclosed. Terms were not disclosed. And that's, and all, that's I all I have. And that's all I have. Pickleball is in the Highlands of Scotland and now can be in your backyard. Oh, I didn't that's know it was Scotland. Tyson McGuffin. Oh, yeah, that was Ireland. So. Yeah. Tyson McGuffin is apparently the number one player in the world. Hey, the wow. dude's in shape. I want to get... Look you know, at that dude. He's in serious shape. I, I just wanna, had a baby. He did? Tyson what about his wife? Had, yeah. Well, his wife had it. Well, I oh. think the big news is the man having a baby. Oh, okay. a baby. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Mac Randy Ian McGuffin, who was born last week. Uh, seven wow. pounds, 10 ounces, 20 inches long. I think I want to try pickleball. I think I do, too. My yeah. wife doesn't. All right. So, but I'll, I'll talk uh-huh. right now. Maybe we should be the please. first morning show in the country with our own Pickleball League. Ooh. League? Yeah. Damn. Dodgeball, then pickleball. We tried dodgeball, and that actually worked until we played the Marines one time. (laughs) And they wanted to kill us. All right, we got to take a break, uh, which is what we are going to do right about now. Can I give one of these away? Yes, please do. Uh, I'm going to give away uh, some screening passes, or these are, yeah, to, uh, to see... Uh, the Many Saints of Newark. We were talking yes. about that earlier. Um, and it is tomorrow, 7 p.m. at the PFS Film Center. And, yeah, it's the prequel to The uh, the Sopranos. So uh, let's take callers 10, 11, and 12, and we'll give away free passes. 215-263-WMMR. That is number. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Don't forget, uh, MMR's Money Clips coming up and more. We'll turn shortly. What's new? Glad you asked. Iron Maiden. Bad Flower. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. So, uh, we, I I just got where we're going to have a concert announcement coming up in uh, Music News. And it's one that you will definitely be interested in. Oh, I'll guarantee that. Yep, so we'll, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But in the meantime... You know what? There are a lot of uh, space-related stories that pop up from time to time, but sometimes they're just so technical and a little bit deep. These are easier to assimilate? I think so, and it's time for me to put on my helmet. Oh, no! The space cowboy. Yes. It's been a little while since it's we've done this. It's been a while, man, but you get involved so much, you need to get into your pressurized suit. Yeah. All of these, the life support system and all of that, it's an elaborate process. There's a lot of commitment, and sometimes we just don't have time yeah. to do it. But but I, I I look for it when I, when I have a variety of stories that are easily consumable. This is the stuff that Kathy looks forward to put together. <laughs> well, she might find some of this interesting. Yes. So, yeah. Well, this one, there's one today. The main reason I wanted to do it today was because of this particular story. So the planet may be experiencing... A geomatic, uh, geomagnetic storm condition today. Geomatic? Can we uh, see it? Geomagnetic, maybe. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hydromatic. Axiomatic. <laughs> it's the Space Cowboy! Stop it. Going through the space. Oh, this is good. 
so anyhow, yes, due to uh, some solar eruptions that happened last week, these may cause people to spot an aurora oh, wow. in the sky in some places. Now, it would be a bit of a fluke if we saw it, but you space never fluke? know. Sometimes space flukes happen, Steve. <laughs> And you never know. It, it has been, it has been viewed in our area before. It, it absolutely has. I think there on was a, a couple of years ago. It did happen, and we were getting reports from some people who were seeing it. I have seen uh, the uh, the uh, aurora borealis, the Northern Lights, uh, and it's it was it's pretty amazing. Where were you when you saw it? I was either it was Northern Washington or I was in Alaska proper. Okay, I forget exactly where. I know what it looked like though. It, it's wild because when you see it. Um, you always see static pictures of it, but there's actually sort it of an, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's something that it, unless you see a video of it, it's not conveyed. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's 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 described as a curtain almost. Right, right, that, right. That if it were kind of blowing in the wind, and the bottom of it kind of ruffles, it can it it, it can come in different forms. Yeah. But th- th- that's uh, a traditional area for seeing it in a yes. more northern latitude. So I am, uh, it's a bucket list thing for me. I want to see that before my time ends. I just want to marvel in it and see it. My wife went on a trip specifically with her friends to go see the Northern Lights and then did. So sometimes people will go and spend the money and will not get to sure. see it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nick did. I did. I went to, I went <laughs> to Iceland and it was cloudy every single uh, night where, where we was, were. Where was Claire when she saw it? Norway? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we've been to Sweden, but I've always... Well, we were there in the winter one year, but they just... You have to have the right magnetic, right, geomagnetic right, right, yeah. activity taking place and for it to it happen. And season is important. Because yes. if you're there in the summer, it's not nearly as likely that you'll see it. Yeah. This could totally be a separate conversation, and we should write it down. But uh, you planned a vacation mm-hmm. for something specific, and it didn't happen. Okay. Because write it, that down. That something like that happened to me. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to that another time. But it time. doesn't have to do with space. We were in the water. <laughs> um, so anyhow, uh, there were two eruptions in the sunspot known as AR. 2871 on Thursday. Huh. These are what they call M-class solar flares that produced subsequent coronal mass ejections, or CMEs. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, under, yeah. So, under solar flare... Space ejection. Oh, yeah. Under solar flare classifications, uh, the smallest solar flares are A-class, uh, which are near background levels, followed by the B, C, M, and then X class. So these these were M class. They were pretty substantial. Uh, the X is the biggest one. According to NASA, each letter represents a tenfold increase in energy output. Wow. So you go from A, B, C, and then M, and that's what it was experienced on Thursday. So that's a decent amount. It's like the Jackson's song, right? A, B, C, A, B, M. M. Um, so, so have we been experiencing, I was unaware of this, have we been having any sort of a disruption of communications because it, of this? It may happen today. Okay. If if it does happen, that may be the cause of it. So they can't, you know, specifically forecast how much exactly and where things will, will happen. They just know that this event took place and sometimes it affects, um, you know, telecommunications and things like that. So uh, the events, along with a coronal hole high-speed stream, or CHSS, oh, yeah. which can... <laughs> <laughs> Which can impact the planet's magnetosphere. You guys hearing that? No. Nope. We're trapped on an island where our only activity is pickleball. <laughs> Please send supplies. I heard. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. No. <laughs> what? Um, there are apparently <laughs> people trapped somewhere. We need to find out.
Do you ever see that movie Knowing with uh, Nicolas Cage? I did. Uh-uh. His son, long story short, there's a, there's a big sci-fi premise. Uh, the people are being, they've been instructed by aliens to bring these kids. I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it. Long story short, though, it involves there's an impending solar flare. Like a planet-killing solar flare, right? That that happens. And the way they depict it in the movie is scary as hell. Yeah. But um, so thank God we're not obviously at the super level that you're talking about here. Uh, you know, and as the scale is reckoned, but apparently it could get to that point at some point. By the way, I watched Greenland yesterday. I've never seen that movie. It's I a good movie. It. Pretty damn it good. is a good yeah. movie. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that to happen either. As far as those end of the world scenario things yeah. go, it was pretty damn cool. All right. Anyhow, so. Um, the solar wind, uh, it says the, the, the coronal holes may allow, the magnetosphere as coronal holes may allow the solar wind to escape more readily into space are expected to hit Earth today. The anticipated influence of positive polarity, uh, polar connected CHHSS is expected to cause periods. <laughs> I thought this wasn't going to be technical. Periods of active and G1, which are minor geomagnetic storm levels yesterday, uh, but today, G1 to G2 could be happening, which is minor to moderate. Yo, which G. Could, which could cause, um, it could influence uh, a glancing blow that, that happened earlier this uh, this week. Under the geomatic storm scales, a G1 is considered minor event. <laughs> um, so we might be experiencing G2, which could occur today. It's considered a moderate event during which power systems may experience voltage alarms. Uh-oh. While long-duration storms may even lead to transformer damage. <laughs> It may, it may also affect spacecraft operations. Yeah, our pickleball court was destroyed by the last explosion. And now having to play contend. <laughs> they had that with them too? Much less physical activity, but still a fun game. Yeah. Those poor people. Well, when you go, you have to go to subterranean radiation, yeah. you know, fallout shelters. So I wonder if we can triangulate and find out where they are. Okay. See if we can help them out, because they're having problems. <laughs> Our panini press has been rendered inoperative. Boy, they have some creature comforts wherever they are. Yeah, they're going to see any complaining about weird things. I think they don't sound that track on that island. Our upload speeds have diminished dramatically. All right, anyhow, uh, we'll try to find those people if we can. Uh, so while the a G1 event may typically lead to auroras at high latitudes, such as in Maine and northern Michigan... Auroras have been seen as low as New York and Idaho during G2 events. And if we got really lucky, maybe New Jersey and Pennsylvania? I don't know. So when I... I don't know. It was a... It was a... You know, also what you don't get um, is, from pictures, is how uh, almost fake the glow looks, you know? Um, yeah, I'd love to see it again. It was so long ago. I was when I was doing stand-up comedy years ago. Yeah, I think if if I were to, you know, because it, it happens, obviously, at night, and if, if it were to occur late, I think I would just be up all night long, just in amazement. It's uh, the endeavor. It. I mean, again, as Kathy was, we were talking about the, the trip that you go to, you know, you put in your bucket list. This is in your bucket list. And, and um, uh, it, it happens frequently enough. It's just, you know... But you can you can plan to go to a place yeah. where they appear and still like even if it's not cloudy, 
you can get a clear night and still not see them. It's kind of yeah. hit or miss a lot. This of has time. to be a video of because uh, yeah, it's it moving. That yeah, that, and that's what it looks like. That undulating ribbonish sort of. It's amazing. You can uh, you can watch. Uh, they, they have videos on YouTube of of, uh, of these events when they take place with with high definition cameras because yeah. they're they're prepared when they know that they're coming and. Uh, it's just amazing that you're like this is this is not an effect. Yeah. This is real. You know, this is electromagnetic activity <laughs> in the atmosphere, and it's just something else. And it makes you, you know, it makes me anyway think about um, ancient man. Yeah, uh, ancient and how humankind. Well, looking up there yeah. and thinking that this is a sign from some celestial being or something like that, mm-hmm. and just not understanding the science of it, and and then maybe coming up with you know myths and things like that just from watching nature and it's it's something else it's just it's amazing it's what sort of the movie 2001 you know addresses like at the end this whole where where, where something is so out of your realm of comprehension that you yeah. start to go what it what what is it what is that this can't be yeah. anything right, other yeah, than yeah. something that is right spiritual that or, looks or, like tennis but they're not right, using rackets it's smaller <laughs> yeah what is this that? game <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they play it's that. called pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> Preston, you know, mentioning like ancient Ugh. man, can you imagine? And there was not a whole lot of interaction at this point, but like somebody in Norway who would see the Northern Lights trying to describe the Northern Lights to somebody from like Central Africa or whatever, right. you know, like a thousand years ago. And it would just be like they invented it. Here, it's on my phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, look at this. Wow. Uh, so anyhow, there's uh, there's a 15% chance of a minor storm and a 10% chance of a strong or extreme storm today. And and That's so that, cool. that may right, so lead our, into tonight. So. Our odds are not fantastic, but possibly. In our area, not really much, but just the, the teeniest, tiniest bit. Um, but it's a clear sky. Yeah, low that's the one thing humidity, we got going for us. So, but, uh, but new wheel of fortune. New wheel of fortune. In the northern uh, territories, they might be able to see it. Okay. Uh, I do have another Space Cowboy uh, story that I'd like to pass along to you. Yes. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. <laughs> So it has emerged that SpaceX's first all-civilian crew from last week experienced an emergency situation Whoa. Uh, during the groundbreaking Inspiration4 mission. Uh, at some point during the three-day space flight, actually, or was it two weeks ago? But it anyway. was two weeks ago. Two of them got sucked out into space, right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, but an alarm alerted the four crew Dragon passengers to an issue with, of all things, the toilet. Ah, uh, see, this is a big issue. It is. Yeah. A faulty space toilet sounds rather trivial when you consider other things that could, uh, you know, happen uh, they, while you're they, orbiting 357 miles above the Earth. The conundrum of weightless dookie. Uh, but the issue could have resulted in waste products floating around the spacecraft in the microgravity Pickleball. conditions, <laughs> causing serious problems for those on board. Do you know that, again, so this is part of the thing in the earliest days of the space program that, you know, that that ate up as much engineering time as anything else sure. about what are we going to do. Yep. Kathy, did you ever hear back from the billionaire that you have a connection to? Uh, not him specifically, but the people who are friends with him um, did reach out, and he knows. So I really hope uh, he gives us a call. I mean, it would be awesome. Now that this is behind him and he's done it, it might be easier for him to talk well, about he, it. He, and he was doing interviews right, right, when, he get ba- right when he got back. So I I'm hoping that's when... Yeah. He would come on. Listen, I sent the whole pitch over. I was like, they're not dummies. They know what they're talking about. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to text her right now. We've had a couple. I mean, listen, 
We actually do a space segment. We are the home of the space cowboy. Mm-hmm. And yet when it comes to NASA-based things, or Nick, I know you were trying to get a communications from oh. space. Yeah, the space station. Worked. Why do yeah. we? Is it because we failed to launch a sextile into space? I think that's it. Is that, mm-hmm. is that it? I think we We tried we multiple to... times and we become sort of a, a, a laughing stock. We should try it again. Mm-hmm. All right. We can certainly try it again. But by the way, shortly after they uh, returned home uh, just over a week ago, um, Elon Musk acknowledged in a tweet that the all-civilian Inspiration4 mission, quote, had some challenges with the toilet, uh, but he didn't go into detail. Apparently, the problem centered on the toilet's fans, Mm. uh, which creates suction to quickly remove waste matter before it has a chance to start floating around. Uh, According to a CNN report, uh, the fans developed a... A fault that set off the alarm. Asked recently about whether the problem had led to a messy situation aboard the crew. Maybe this is why NASA doesn't cause. <laughs> does, it, does the ship start rolling because that's like a retro rocket? <laughs> Listen, it might push them slightly off, right. uh, off of their orbit. Yes, you need to... You need to stop farting. It's going to make your angle of reentry that mm-hmm. much more dangerous. Yeah. Let's, let's not send NASA this clip. <laughs> so uh, the commander, Jared Isaacman, had said, uh, I want to be 100% clear. There were no issues in the cabin at all as it relates to that, adding that nobody really wants to get into the gory details. Uh, but the, to, uh, <laughs> the relief through forward. <laughs> The issue was fully resolved. He said, so there was nothing ever in the cabin or anything like that. So, quick question. Um, so, the earlier space suits were designed to, uh, um, to, to you, you could pee into them. You know, there, there was a, um, a recycling of your urine. Yeah. Um, there was never a spacesuit accommodation for fecal matter, right? I mean, you could not, no, no, you, no. You could not unload in your outfit. Uh, so, uh, they they did actually demonstrate what they were doing on the space station and so on and so forth. As you'd imagine, there was a little bit of like a, a receptacle that you're mm-hmm. you're you're handling. But I mean, uh, yeah, if a system like that, if a if a, any sort of plumbing or refuse system goes down while you're For in sure. space, that's you know yeah. that's a nightmare. Yeah, the way For, forget aliens. It can be. Uh, <laughs> it can it could get into. Areas that it shouldn't be and, and cause a problem, cause a, a you know a malfunction. So, uh, SpaceX uh, SpaceX redesigned its uh, Crew Dragon uh, for this particular mission as the spacecraft craft wasn't heading to the International Space Station. The docking mechanism was able to be replaced with an all glass dome that provided the most expansive views ever offered by a spacecraft of that size. It was very cool. Were they allowed at any point to get up and move around, or were they for, for, or were they seated for three Ooh. days? Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine they would have, have to, to, to let them get around. up, right? Yeah. Just a stretch. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, the toilet was also placed in the same area as this kind of, um, you know, bulbous viewing area uh, with a uh, bathroom visitor able to pull a curtain across for privacy whenever nature called. So the bathroom had a view, Steve, which is pretty wild. Yes. Well, there would have to be something monumentally weird about Dropping a deuce mm. with... And on weekends, uh, travel to Capital City and watch a ladies while they make a toilet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to, why not? Why not? Right? Do we do have sure. that clip, too, so... Yeah. Why and it's, not? Yeah, it's watching women pee. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, but despite space. the toilet trouble, the mission was uh, declared a success and could pave the way for a full-fledged commercial service for private citizens. Of the two of them, I would, uh, or of the ones that have been done recently, the, the quick up Bezos take a gander from space was nice. The Virgin Galactic... That one seemed to be the most fun. That seemed to be where they had the yeah, most. Yeah, they kind of played around there for a little while. They were able to get out of their chairs and, uh, you know, and, and uh, do a little But this is a three-day one. This is like the yeah. real hanging out for a while thing. Pretty cool. I wonder what they had in, in the... Now, now yeah, the funny thing with, with Elon Musk is that he's been very candid about, you know, talking about the Mars mission. He says, you, you can expect that somewhere along the way, we're going to try to not make it so, but people will more than likely die as we start this part of the process. I mean, you know, listen. It's, if you're going to be practical. It's great risk. Yeah. And, you know, the people that sign up for this. They know it. Understand that. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with the most dangerous toys that there are. Sure. So, yeah, something eventually. Listen, people die just constructing these things yes. sometimes. So it's, it's really, it's serious business. Also, so. if you know it, and if that's put forward by the guy who's in charge of it all, right. I think that's more likely to make the people involved respectful of everything and then perhaps really minimize yep. the chance of death occurring. Uh, here's another story uh, that I have. It kind of ties into this. Well, it all ties in because it's all the space cowboys. So, uh, NASA is reorganizing its human spaceflight, spaceflight office, a move that the agency believes will aid its push to put boots on the moon and Mars. The space agency announced uh, just the other day that it's splitting the current Human Exploration and Operations Mission Directorate into two new entities. You'll have the Exploration Systems Development Mission Directorate and the Space Operations Mission Directorate. And well, so, well, this is, is good news. I would pref- Listen, it's going to be great when we can finally put boots on Mars. But I'd like at some point for people to visit Mars as well. No, there would be people in those oh. boots. Oh, It's oh. a figure of speech. <laughs> so uh, the ESDMD will be responsible for the development of systems and technology critical for the Artemis program, which aims to land astronauts on the moon in the next few years. Please, please. And establish a sustainable human presence on and around Earth's nearest neighbor by the end of the 2020s. A moon-based Preston. I know. And then... Moon-based Preston. That should be the name of it. It should be. <laughs> no, I've got it. What? Fartimus. Fartimus. Oh, my God. Yeah. There we go. How about it? <laughs> um, Edie... ESDMD will also map out NASA's broader moon to Mars exploration uh, strategy. Now that's the that's the level yes. that's going to be awesome. Of which Artemis is an integral part. So NASA aims to land humans on Mars in the 2030s by leveraging the skills and techniques learned during the Artemis moon effort. Here's the deal, man. We we are not going to live to see it. No. But if uh, knock on wood, everything on Earth still goes as it should be, and we don't destroy each other, there's going to be. There's going to be a hotel on the moon. Yes, there will. I mean, it's going to be, it could be 100 years from now. And the now. ice machine won't work. Well, of course <laughs> yeah. not. I mean, yeah. that's standard. But but I think it, it all depends on money and also affordable fuel and things like that. Watch, I mean, watch 2001. It has a great depiction of that sort of, yeah. and it, it's it's just so exciting, the, the possibility. It's, it's what, you know, anyone who's loved this stuff has dreamed of. That, that potential to be in that, on another planet. Hotel, California, right? Yeah. I said hotel. I was curious yeah. why we were here. Hotel, <laughs> trying to my job. I, mean, I thought maybe Dark Side of the Moon or something like that. Dark Side but, of the Hotel, California. But I like Hotel, California. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that it will be in the distant future. Uh, 
the thing, you know, like we were, yesterday, my, my daughter's never seen Titanic, so we right. started watching that movie. Yeah. And think about what a what a what a marvel that ship was in that time. Yeah. And then look at how far we've come in that time as far as being able to travel by aircraft and around the world and so on like that. So I, I foresee that type of leap forward. Eventually, but it all it, a lot of it comes down to money. It unfortunately stalled out for a long time because of listen, they're they're you know they had money and then, yeah. and then that's part of the deal. Yeah, let, let but these it, let these guys do it. But especially if they can find an an economical fuel uh, issue. Casey and I have been reading. Uh, both read this book called uh, uh, Project Hail Mary, and and a lot of what is involved in that book has to do with fuel. And it's amazing once they find a uh, <laughs> a very cheap way to move things, how quickly things can move along. Uh, but it's it's fantasy. It's not real. But it was very very interesting concept. So anyhow, um, they're looking to get um, cruise uh, crude operations on around the moon once they get up and running. So cool. And they're hoping to do that within this decade. I, wow. <laughs> who knows, man? What if that ends up being part of a reality show? You yeah, know, like it like could be. Yeah, Commander Rob Kardashian. Very much yeah, could yeah. be. You know. All right. Uh, one other story. Wow. That I saw. I'm sorry. I'm space cowboy here. Um, this last one does have to do with the moon. I actually got this article a few weeks ago, but I think now's a good time to bring it up. But a lunar arc hidden inside the moon's lava tubes could preserve the sperm, eggs, and seeds of millions of Earth's species, a group of scientists has proposed. So we'd send it there yes. in case anything were to happen of a cataclysmic level here, mm-hmm. go back up, grab our semen, bring it back, and uh, go to town. Yeah, or take it somewhere else if, okay. need, or if need be. So we bring back the vegetables, grow them, and use the semen as hollandaise sauce. <laughs> you could yes. if you want to, but okay. um, hmm. it's like I, I told you guys. I think there's a. Uh, I think it might be in Norway. There's a seed arc. Yes, it, it is. It is like built into the side of a mountain. Yeah. Its whole purpose is to basically represent. A tremendous amount of life on Earth. Yeah, should there yeah. be some type of, you know, uh, an asteroid hits and takes out, you know, half of the world's vegetation. Right. Uh, there need to be seeds because we'll lose some stuff permanently. Right. You and don't so, want that. So, therefore, they're they're saving that stuff. So, this is a, a similar concept to that, but off of the planet. Uh, the Ark or Gene Bank would be safely hidden in these hollowed-out tunnels and caves sculpted by... Sculpted by... <laughs> hey, what... What vegetable would you request not be included in that? Oh, my God. Lima beans, probably. <laughs> Lima beans? Yeah. Yeah, I had a bad experience with those when I was a kid. They just kind of suck. I mean, maybe they, they just, they, and that'll say at the top of the list, kind of sucks. Yeah. What about you? God, I'm pretty good with veggies. If there's one veggie I don't like, oddly enough, beets. Okay. However, oh, I, I, take, beets. I take beets, uh, uh, like beet. You know, supplements all the time. Okay. You know? Well, anyhow, uh, the Arker Gene Bank would be hidden in a, the hollowed-out tunnels or caves sculpted by lava. More than three- <laughs> I just didn't even make it to that again. <laughs> three billion years ago and would be powered by solar panels above. Awesome. Uh, it would hold the cryogenically preserved genetic material of all 6.7 million known species of plants, animals, and fungi on Earth. He's a fun guy. Fun guy too. He's a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Think about a Man of Steel. You know when they when the Krypton is is about to be yeah. decimated. They're sending they, off. They, they take the genetic material. The codex. Is, is, the codex is taken with yeah. Kal El to uh, Earth. Uh, so this would require. So that was real. At least two hundred and fifty rocket launches. 
to oh, transport God. all all oh, that semen to the moon. <laughs> man, that's a lot of chick chill. Why don't they t- <laughs> using Kathy's phrasing? I don't even know if my mom. That's not my phrase. It's my mom. Uh, oh, I don't even mom? know if my mom knows that we that that's like that a we say chick chill. Is, she would call it chick chill. Uh-huh. <laughs> she would die. Oh, you got that chick chill all over. No, Wait, it was chick chill no, was your penis. It was yeah. yeah it was, oh, chick chill was the penis. Oh, it's his chick chill. Like when you know I was oh. a baby asking about my brother. She yeah. said, oh, that's his chick chill. So okay, Parcheesi, that was seen. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was sex. No, Parcheesi was, was sex. My friends having sex on the trampoline. Yeah. She, well, they weren't playing Parcheesi. Well, they weren't playing Parcheesi. And I was like, no, they weren't. I think he was getting a, you know what? On his chick chill. Chick chill was being played like a piccolo. Uh, scientists believe the endeavor could safeguard our planet's wildlife against both natural and human-caused uh, apocalyptic scenarios, mm. such as a supervolcano eruption or a nuclear war. You know, it, though, and these ensure the survival of the genes. Listen, hmm. there have been, you know, cataclysmic uh, things. Obviously, we've just, you know, hopefully it seems we're coming out of the, the pandemic and all that stuff. There have been many of like of these scenarios throughout history. But think of like when Krakatoa exploded. I think there, or, I think there have been like six extinction level events yeah. that scientists have been able to pinpoint. LA. Right. What's that? Yeah, ELE. ELE's, yeah. ELE's uh, uh, extinction level events. And there'll be another one. Uh, and uh, throughout the history of the, of the planet. And yes. So we better start are. stocking up on that semen. Yeah, yeah. man. Got to get it somewhere I'm else. I'm doing my part. Well, yeah, I was until my <laughs> prostate was taken out. Fortunately, uh, I kept a, a big child's waiting pole full of it in my basement. But not all this technology needed for this ambitious project exists yet. Huh? Uh, but the researchers think that it could realistically be built within the next 30 years. Oh, that, well, yes. Right. Uh, you, these are things that often seem outside the realm of, well, it's something yeah. not worth dealing with now. But the last thing you want to be, have is, is a cataclysmic event take place. And you're like, oh, my God, where's our semen? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. These are, these are things that need to be, they're precautions that yes. need to be taken. Pounds of semen is worth the what is it? Try a pound of uh, poop. semen is a pound of poop is worth. <laughs> Let's move. Quart on. of semen or something, something, like, something that. like that. I don't know. I don't know the metric system. What else you got? <laughs> but anyhow, uh, these are these are things that that scientists well, talk about. This is the last thing I have. You me. were talking about okay. about fecal matter and the 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 ability to use like like blood and 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 things oh, yeah. to, to make bricks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and these things that are gonna gonna be issues when man is venturing out into mm-hmm. these different and, and women, of course, whoever goes. Uh, it's going to be something that has to be considered. You know, I, you um, conserve resources. I can't help but think when you're talking about uh, which vegetable to not bring with you. <laughs> right. Um, that still... The unsung He's hero on yeah. of all vegetables is the water chestnut. I don't think water oh. chestnuts. Why exist. is that an unsung hero? Because it's not in and on enough. It's things. not in a rock opera. Yeah, it's not. I love them because it's like eating water. Oh, it's so good. They have a uh, they have a nice texture to them. A uh, great texture. The flavor is very very mild. <laughs> uh-huh. Great texture. Uh, I mean, which means it can accompany a lot of things. <laughs> I think that's oh, the best yeah. texture of all vegetables. I don't even know what an actual water chestnut looks like. Uh, it is kind of weird. It's almost like you're eating a nature's snowball. Oh, uh, yeah. you know what? I was thinking watercress. Oh. oh. Yeah, watercress is a leafy vegetable. Yeah, yeah that's no. what I was thinking. Do you know what I love in a in a, in a salad? I love I love a pine nuts. Yes. Oh. Yes. yes. I mean, it's yes. right. That's the yes. unsung tree nut hero. Yeah, is it a tree nut? Yeah, it's got to be a tree like, nut. Uh, By the way, isn't it a superfood? Uh, a pine, pine nut? nut? Yeah, like well, uh, it like might blueberry. Very, very Nick, high I balance. went yeah. to Acme, and Acme is my go-to for. And I'm wandering around. I'm looking for pine nuts. Huh. They had every nut in the world. 
But there must have been a run on pine macadamia nuts. Macadamia nut. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. macadamia nut. All white pistachio <laughs> nut. Well, and the pine nuts usually come in like a smaller package. So you know where I found them? Like the baking section. Oh, oh yeah. Isn't that right? Okay. Yeah. All you right. know what else is in the baking section? <laughs> and not where oh the God. peanut butter and jelly is? Jesus. Fluff. Fluff you is figure, in the baking it's section. It's in the baking You're right. section. Yeah. Fluff. Well, you know what? For those who can't produce semen for that space project, <laughs> you can use fluff. Thank you for bringing yes, that back around. God. I appreciate it. I was going to go somewhere with all this, and I don't even remember where it is. Fine. We uh, oh, no, I remember. Somebody somebody suggested the fruit that should be left out, or the, the, uh, uh, the vegetable. vegetable, the durian fruit. Oh, oh yes. yes. Not unless you want to weaponize it. I think we can agree on that. Right. All right, anyhow, we're done in space. Sorry. No one, no one can hear you scream in space. <laughs> so we're done with this. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We want to try to stay on time because another shot at winning a $500 with the MMR Money Clips is when we return as well as the Bizarre File. We'll be right back. Join Marissa Magnata Monday night for a watch party at Sports and Social Inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Your game day headquarters. Win Sports and Social gift cards and more. We got about like three and a half minutes here before <clears throat> the money clip. So I want to hold off and do the bizarre file right, because yes. uh, I want to get the most out of those stories. I want to make sure we get to the money clip on time. But I did see this and we didn't put this anywhere else on the show this morning. But uh, during our recent what they call Victory Thon on the Victory Channel, evangelical pastor Jesse Duplantis said that the reason Jesus hasn't come back yet is because people aren't donating enough money. Oh, man. Uh, to him specifically, I suppose. Well, right? yes. And yeah, the, yeah. the way he... So he and Kenneth Copeland were on this together. Right, right. These are the two. Both of them have their yeah. airplanes. And remember, they had the, the years ago, that initial discussion right. yeah. started off with them talking about, how can I possibly right. fly coach? It's impossible. Yeah. That with what thing. I have to do, mm-hmm. if I'm having to deal with the human scum, yes. it tends to travel <laughs> commercial. <laughs> I don't mean that in a disparaging or pejorative way. I'm simply saying that whatever you have going on in your life is inconsequential and means nothing. (laughs) So he said this. Listen to this. He said, I honestly believe this. The reason why Jesus hasn't come is because people are not giving the way God told them to give. He said, I realize that I will not move people emotionally to give. He said later in the segment. I'm going to have people move according to the word of God. What is God saying to you? If people would call this number and put this victory all over the world, every available voice, every available outlet, God the Father would say, Jesus, go get him. Go get him, Jesus. He says, because, you see, he wants to see us as much as we want to see him. And so what is hindering all these things is because people are not doing in the financial realm because we are living in an economic world What's what? And God, I'm an economic girl. That's what God's called them to do. He said, "So I don't have a problem with giving. I don't have a problem with receiving. It doesn't make any difference. I just made up my mind." He says, "I want Jesus to come. I, I want everything that you have <laughs> in my pocket." But is that so much to ask? In a nutshell, he's saying. 
that Jesus has not arrived here yet yeah. because people have not given enough yet. Jesus was Damn. all about extravagant wealth. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but listen, I feel sorry. Again, there are so many, there are people who, I, I think it's probably less than it has been in the past. I'm hoping uh, that fall prey to this kind of stuff. But they, but these guys have so much money that they do. so many people they have. Do. Yeah, it's you, just, you don't need it's a lot terrible. of converts, and you need a couple. Of, well, hey, look at with the Nexium. Look at you have the uh, the the Seagram's heir heiress uh, part of this. Uh, you know of uh, of uh, what the hell's his name uh, from uh, Nexium? Keith Raniere. Keith Raniere. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, f- f- fall prey to that same <laughs> sh- uh, spiel. I mean, yeah. there's a sucker born. Every These guys day. are another limit, another mm-hmm. level. And but the, the worst part of it is, is that they are preying on people's most solemn beliefs. You know what I mean? And they're yes, and, 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 and it's something that actually helps people and brings them comfort. They're parlaying that for their own personal gain. Oh, they're con men. That's Big what they are. That's Big what they are. But we're the Lord's con man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, hold on a second here. News media have cited different numbers of. Kenneth Copeland's net worth from three hundred to seven hundred and sixty million dollars. So he's he's if he wow. keeps at it, he could be in, a, in the billion territory. COVID nineteen. That's him. Mm. I, I took care way, of it. By the way, that, in that COVID nineteen rant, it's hilarious because now he's full on anti-vax, right. and in that particular rant. He he yells at a vaccine to come yeah. and rid COVID nineteen. But I guess now he's it's, he's changed his mind, something like that. But I just that the sound of his voice. COVID nineteen, dude. He looks like a like a, a troll. He looks like a demon. Yeah, he looks. If you, I mean, I, that's eye. that's to me. He's got he's got very evil facial if features. If you were to cast a person to play an evil preacher demon this in, guy. in a movie, yeah. it would be this, this guy. guy. Yeah. This guy, Steve. He, him. Look, cast him in Pacino's role in The Devil's Advocate. And Steve, you remember yeah. we, when we saw this? Somebody put it up yeah. a while ago. But uh, the movie Cat's Eye. Yeah, there's this little yeah. demon. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what he looks like. That steals the the kid's the, bread. The bread, and, and, and the it, cat kills him. The dude's face looks like that. Wow. Anyway, just thought I'd share. Oh my God. Oh. Guess what? We're not asking for money. We're giving money. Oh, yeah. Ninety-three-three WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, the word is amount, A-M-O-U-N-T, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Uh, There are three ways for you to do that. You can text to the special contest short code, which is 45911, or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or... At WMMR.com. Remember, the word is amount, A-M-O-U-N-T. One random entry will win 500 bucks in our company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone, all right? Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is amount, A-M-O-U-N-T. That phone thing is critical. You yes. might see a number pop up. You are not aware what it is. This morning, answer it if you're participating in the contest. Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it is brought to you this morning by Revivalist Spirits, Mm -hmm. voted USA Today's top craft gin distillery. And they offer online ordering and delivery of gin, vodka, bourbon, and pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. Use the promo code PRESTON for 10% off your purchase. Revivalistspirits.com. 
Two grieving sisters from North Carolina opened their mother's casket and found someone they didn't recognize (laughs) dressed in their mother's clothing. Oh, Oh my God. Listen, every profession makes mistakes. True. The (laughs) pair stumbled onto the... Who is this guy? Morbid mistake on the day of their mother, Mary Archer's viewer, viewing at uh, Hunter's funeral home. Uh, and Janetta Archer said there's no similarity in that person. Their size was way off. When we first, when, when the first person had the clothing on, she was swimming in the clothing because she was so small compared to my mother. When Janetta and her sister Jennifer told workers at the funeral home, they tried to assure them that the person was their mother. Yeah, that's, that's your mother. That's her. Yeah, trust us. If anyone knows your mother, it's us. Uh, it was only once her mother's body was found to still be in the embalming room. That that's they ad- your mother, too. They admitted to the mess up and made a switch <laughs> so that the, uh, uh, the viewing could go on as planned. A lead embalmer at the funeral home confirmed the mistake but didn't appear on camera for an interview. The embalmer said that the home... Had tried to reach out to the family to discuss the problem, but the sister said that they haven't received a call from the home at okay. all. So. so they worked it out. Mm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is wild, man. Maybe you guys saw this. A mother of two who lost an eye to a deadly cancer has revealed that she's now able to blow out candles through her empty socket. That's oh, awesome. Isn't that wild? That's so cool. Oh, my God. Emma Cousins from Sheffield, England, has been living with one eye after undergoing an operation in June 2018 to remove an extremely rare tumor. Medics told her that she was the only person in England with the cancer, which silently grew behind her left eye for 15 years. And it was only spotted when she complained to her doctor that her eye was beginning to bulge. And on top of the surgery, Miss Cousins has been left with a small hole in her empty socket because a radiotherapy treatment to kill the cancer cells caused parts of her skin to die. Uh, But when waiting for an operation to patch up the hole... Uh, which is connected to her lungs, by the way. I don't know why. Her eye holes connected to <laughs> yeah. her lung hole? Yes. Uh, she had created uh, TikTok videos of her using the hole to perform her newly found party trick. Miss Cousins taught herself to blow out candles wow. through the empty socket and has amassed support from thousands of fans. Do you think she could snort coke through that? Uh, so I was wondering if she Probably. can actually yeah. breathe in through her eye, right. too. Uh, one video received a million views with thousands of fans cheering her on. Now, okay, this is... Unrelated, but I have before. You know, you know, you um, um, can uh, depressurize. You can uh, equalize your your yes. ears. You yes. can hold your nose and, and breathe out. Yes, you do it underwater. I've done that before, not underwater, and felt bubbles air come up through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's my eye. Insane. Oh, yeah. Well, ear, nose, and throat, yeah. and queen eyes. Uh, they all kind of tie together in some oh, spot. I'm, I was thrown off on queef. Uh, but we're looking at video of her of her eyeball. Uh, one video received 15 million views with thousands of fans cheering her on. Uh, she's waiting for a procedure that would take a chunk of skin from her leg to cover the hole in her socket. Uh, but it's not clear when that will happen. So we're looking at it. Looks like they did they did cover that over. She opted out of a glass eye. No, no, she still has, and, and they they haven't done the surgery yet. I think they were they were um, blurring that out, Steve. Oh, okay. Uh, so they they blurred it out because it looks kind of graphic, from what I understand. All right. So uh, listen to this. She said, because of the radiation, it's killed the veins in my socket. They uh, supply the skin with blood, and because blood cannot get to the area, the skin dies, and that's what the hole is. I've waited over a year for the operation, but now the hole is getting bigger. Simpler things like having a shower. Or being in heavy rain can drown me, she says. Through her eye? Through her eye. Wow. She said, as the hole is directly connected to my lungs, meaning that anything going in my eye can enter my lungs, I have to stay away from a swimming pool and baths as I could drown. 
Despite her suffering, she's received global attention on TikTok after talking, uh, taking to the social media platform to share videos of her empty socket and show her unique party trick of blowing out candles with it. You had a story wow. last week of, of a rewiring. Uh, there was a, uh, oh, yeah. Like, it was the urine and fecal the matter going in out of the wrong, wrong holes. holes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the body uh, is interesting. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, how about this story? Uh, Police in Washington State uh, say that a woman climbed through the sunroof of a woman's car to assault her and then twerked on a police car while officers investigated the fight. I'm guessing meth. Uh, The the incident happened when a 28-year-old woman was driving to meet a 37-year-old female suspect. Uh, Police say the two women were in some sort of dispute. Police say the victim had a pistol and does possess a concealed weapons permit. Witnesses say they saw the suspect climb onto the roof of the victim's car and begin hitting the victim with her fists. The suspect also allegedly pulled off the victim's wig. Uh, during the alleged assault, the suspect climbed into the car through the sunroof and continued to hit the victim. During the assault, the victim fired one round from her pistol as a warning shot. Oh, my God. Shortly after this, an officer arrived on the scene to see the woman fi- women fighting over the gun. The officer quickly separated the women and secured the pistol. Police say the suspect was directed to wait at the front of the patrol car and that's when officers say the woman climbed out onto the front of the car and began twerking. Uh, she was later arrested for suspicion of assault. No word on meth, Steve. I think she was just a party girl. Wow, that is a hell of a party girl. Uh, police say this remains an active investigation. In front of a, a Verizon store, no less. But <sighs> have you no decent? Come on. All right, and one last story. We'll end with this one. In Ohio, an actor... At a haunted house, accidentally stabbed an 11-year-old boy on Saturday. Officers were called to the uh, Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds. Uh, The boy arrived at the haunted house and was approached by one of the actors who was carrying a large Bowie knife. Uh, The police report said that the 22-year-old man scraped the knife along the ground in front of the group and then stabbed at the ground near the boy's feet, and the knife went through the child's Crocs. And cut his toe. So it was a real knife. Yeah, staff, uh, staff and officers uh, treated his injury. Uh, he put his shoes back on and insisted on finishing the haunted house. Uh-huh. Uh, police said the actor admitted using the knife was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, he said he didn't intend to hurt anyone. Officers confiscated a knife, and the boy's mother requested no criminal charges. My wife has always contended that if you're going to go to like these haunted houses and things like that, she says that's a place where somebody who wanted to kill people <laughs> would actually go mm-hmm. so they could pull it off. And I'm like, well, I, I don't want to hear If she sees this story, she's yeah. going to know she's right. All right, and that's all I have in the Bizarre File. And speaking of... Uh, fecal of. Fecal Fecaling. Speaking <laughs> of haunted houses, uh, this week's big friggin' deal is two general admission tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions for $50. That's nice. a great deal. Yes. And it is an awesome It's awesome voted place. the number one haunted attraction in America. So good. And it's in Glen Mills, and you can experience the award-winning hayride turned thrilling walk. That's wild. Also, a frightening cornfield and the infamous Bates Motel. So, it's at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal, and you get it this week. It's only through, it says 920 through 926, Casey. Uh, Today's the 27th. It was supposed to be this week as well. Is it this week as well? Uh, I thought you were correct. Isn't that scary? Yeah, because it says, no. Hmm. Huh? Wait. Huh? Nick, can you type in uh, the keyword deal yep. to WMMR.com? Yeah. So we have that. I want just mm. to verify that, whether that is uh, mm. the case or not. And if it is not, then Jeez. my apologies. News you lose is what the message is, is now. That, is that what that is? Yes. Okay. Um, Listen, we want to impart usable information that's accurate. So 
And we, we're not beyond it. Well, it's many... still up there. There we go. So All hurry right. up before they oh. take it down. You have until uh, October 31st says, to use your tickets. To use the tickets. Hurry up. Ah, hell, I don't ah, know. Hell. Listen, it's going to be an awesome time no matter if you pay half or full price. It says buy now. Buy now! And you buy it. This is actually a two-week deal. Okay, there it is. Two-week deal this weekend next. Eric Simon. Okay. He knows all. We need to update this copy and we'll be good to go. So there you go. Your big freaking deal. WMMR.com. Let's take a break. Uh, (laughs) You have just a few minutes left. You got like three minutes left to enter the word amount. For, of course, MMR's money clip. So get on that and text it to 45911 or go through the app or WMMR.com. But the word is amount. We'll get back with a lesson question. Uh, trash and music news with the concert announcement. So be with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, all right, we finished up with traffic. That means we can move on to today's lesson question. And we are going to give away this week a pair of tickets to see Patton Oswald at the Met on Saturday, October 9th, uh, which is great. So, uh, let's see if we can get a answer. I didn't look at these. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Okay. What band is inspired by the singer Meatloaf? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> it's his birthday today, and we found out that uh, a great band name. What band is inspired by the singer Meatloaf? Let's see if you were listening. I mean, and you're not going to go look up history of Meatloaf and find out what bands no. were inspired by him. It's what was uttered on the show earlier this morning. It was very early, uh, before 7 a.m. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Liberty Safes of New Jersey and Mount Laurel and Bordentown. They carry the largest selection of home, office, and gun safes in the tri-state area. Uh, Shop online at libertysafesnj.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, a pair of Michael Jordan's worn boxer shorts fetched almost $3,000 at an auction on Saturday night. The anonymous winning bidder reportedly has plans to use DNA from the shorts to create Jordansic World. <laughs> oh, my God. Dog the Bounty Hunter has offered his services to find Gabby Petito's fiancé, Brian Laundry, who appears to be on the run from the law. Dog attributes his success of being able to blend into a crowd, but only if it is a crowd of flamboyant leather bears. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Abraham Lincoln's 1865 death certificate is going up for auction and is expected to fetch close to $2 million. As autopsy science was still in its infancy at the time, the death certificate simply reads, yep, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we'll see if you know the answer to this question, and I need to know what band inspi- is inspired by the singer Meatloaf 215263WMMR. It's Tom who gets to take a shot at it. Yo, Tom, good morning. Dead Zooks. Dead Zooks, Tom. All right, so what band is inspired by the singer Meatloaf? It's the one and only Meatloaf, Meatloaf, Double Beatloaf. Double Beatloaf. <laughs> 
You got it, Tom. Hang on. You just got yourself a pair of tickets to see the one and only Pat Oswalt. It'll be at the Met on Saturday, October 9th. Tickets are on sale now, and you can get those at Ticketmaster.com. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, Music News brought to you by Armor, Metals, and Recycling. You can get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor, Metals, and Recycling. And walk away with cash today located in Pensacola, New Jersey, or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. We're going to start with a concert announcement. Yeah, we got word earlier this morning that this show is going to be coming to town. Uh, It will be a Sunday show, uh, February 20th, this coming February. And it will be at the Big House, man, Wells Fargo Center. Tickets go on sale this Friday. MMR is stoked to announce... Tool coming to town. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Tool will be here. Their special guest is the Acid Helps, and I love that. Sounds like a Tool opening band. Yeah, Sunday, February twentieth. Like I said, Wells Fargo Center Uh, tickets. Like I said, go on sale this Friday. That will be at 10 a.m., and you can get them through WellsFargoCenterPhilly.com. Not giving away tickets right now, but. You listen to your afternoon man, Jackson, all this week. He will have your chance to win tickets. That's right. a show that I think I'm eventually going to have to see. I, I'm a Tool fan. I think it would be a bit of a spectacle, yeah. uh, an, an auditory spectacle, because they're an unbelievable band. Their yeah. talent is pretty intense. Um, you can go to WMMR.com to get all the details. Plus... There's another chance to win tickets for MMR VIPs. Nice. So, again, jot that down. Sunday, February 20th, Wells Fargo Center. Tool with the Acid Helps. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. WellsFargoCenterPhilly.com. So, there you go. And listen to Jackson all week to win tickets. Speaking of tours, Red Hot Chili Peppers are headed back out onto the road in June of 2022. They're doing a world tour. First extended road dates since 2019. Anthony Cadis Flea, John Frusciante, and Chad Smith, all incognito, posted a sketch parroting a 1970s local news broadcast to announce the tour, which still has no cities, countries, dates, <laughs> nor official moniker for the trek at all yet. But they're all wearing these, like, Jim Gardner-type disguises uh, while they're doing this. It's pretty funny. I've not watched the thing in its entirety, but I've seen little bits of it. Frusciante's the only one playing himself. So oh, he, really? He's, like, the representative from the Chili Peppers. Okay. And, and then he gets to the point in the video where he announces that this tour is going to happen. And the flea and uh, Anthony Kiedis just start flipping out and running around the entire set. And Chad Smith is just, like, playing a straight man, a straight weatherman as well. It's... It's really silly, but it's typical Chili Peppers. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, so their press release read in full with guitarist and all-around cosmic musician John Vershante back in the fold. Uh, the boys are firing on all cylinders. Uh, their hearts are full, and they're fixing to unleash an infinite river of creativity and rock your world. Uh, they go on to say the band is grateful to be working with event producers Live Nation in this endeavor. All the tour dates, sales information, support acts, and other factoids will be available shortly. John Versante recently took time to visit local news station KHOT <laughs> to speak with legendary newscasters John Hammerswaddle, <laughs> Todd the Squirrel, and Randy Raindrops <laughs> and speak about this upcoming journey. Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have been around and have not just fallen off the turnip truck, but to a man, they have never been more thrilled. 
bursting with commitment and purpose as they are regarding this upcoming tour. They have no interest in resting on past accolades, awards, or commercial success. Uh, this is a mission. They intend to channel the most mighty spirits and give everything they've got. So I'm trying to figure out, uh, Kitas in this uh, skit looks like Geraldo Rivera. Right. <laughs> He does, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like a younger... And uh, for Shanti, you remember that video of when he was at his lowest low, yeah. Preston. He looks like he's really doing well now. Yeah, I think he he kicked the habit a long time yeah. ago, and he's he got himself straightened up, but it's pretty damn funny. So if you get a chance to see this, it's on WMMR.com. Spencer Eldon, the baby that was featured on Nirvana's Nevermind album, wants his naked body removed from the 30th anniversary reissue. Last month, he sued Kurt Cobain's estate, and the surviving members of Nirvana and other parties accusing them of child exploitation. He claimed that his legal guardians didn't formally consent to his image being used on the album cover. Meanwhile, legal experts have called the, face, the case frivolous and offensive to victims of child pornography. So, uh, they did they or did they not? Did they, did they legally consent to do it? Uh, to have his likeness used? Because that's the whole case would rest on that, right? Well, they, they, what he's saying is parents didn't ask him. But he was a baby at the time. I know. Yeah. I know. But it's it's a, he's trying to make like a. I, I, I don't want it. He's trying to make some kind of a, uh, a precedent. In yes. This. So as part of the lawsuit, Eldon requested that the image be removed from the future releases of the album, including the 30th anniversary reissue. According to TMZ, Eldon's lawyer, Maggie Maybe, is demanding that uh, Universal Music redact the image of Eldon's penis from the cover of the 30th anniversary issue, asking the label to end this child exploitation and violation of privacy. It's a, it's a weird uh, thing going on there. Yep, exactly. Um, and you know what? I'll just do one more thing, and that is to touch on a little bit of the MMRBQ. And uh, Marissa had let me know of a pretty cool thing that happened. Uh, she showed me a video of a guy uh, dancing on stage with Perry Farrell. He pulled right, him up on stage. Yes. And Marissa, what did you find out about that particular gentleman? Uh, so he was, uh, when he came down, I walked over and asked his name. He said his name was Jeff. He looked at me and he's like, I can die happy. That was the coolest thing ever. So, of course, I posted it on my Instagram page. And a few comments down, somebody said that he is the superintendent in Abington. No. He is the the school superintendent? Yes. So it said. the district? I have to look at the exact comment now. It said, uh, he was my principal. He's now a superintendent. Oh, my God. So the superintendent of Abington School District is Jeffrey Fetcher. There you go. Oh, my God. That is cool. And he got up on stage. With Perry Phil and Perry yes. had reposted this. Yes, perhaps if you didn't follow me on Instagram and see my story, then you may have seen it on Perry Farrell's page because he awesome. shared my story. Oh my God, that is so awesome! <laughs> and he, he was having the time of his life, and that's exactly what happened. Perry just noticed him out of the corner of his eye, yeah, and saw him dancing, and he just pulled him up out of the blue. Now, here's what's interesting: as Perry, so it ended. Uh, he helped the guy down. He helped Jeff down, and then as he walked off to the stage, he said into the microphone, like, that's my cousin. <laughs> and so I kind of was like, wow, is that Perry Farrell's cousin right in front of me? And I think maybe he just kind of said that out of the blue. I yeah. don't know what it was. So. Yeah. Like that guy, that, that, he's my brother. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, and then we had also our whole section of teachers that was represented yeah. that night. Yeah. Uh, Marissa ran into a couple of them, I know. I did. I saw uh, Maria was a teacher at Little Flower, and she was one of the winners. And um, we were getting messages from my teacher face, which I mm-hmm. forget which school she is at. She's oh, great. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. A whole bunch of those guys. They were in section 202. Yeah, that was excellent. We gave them a little shout out uh, from the stage when we brought on the offspring. So we saw a few of the shirts out there. So. That was really awesome. Teachers and superintendents <laughs> showing up 
at the MM barbecue. That's a that's an elected official, right? The school superintendent, Kathy. Uh, they're appointed by the board. Yeah. Okay, they're, they're all, right. all appointed by uh, Jane's addiction. That that's a, yeah. is awesome. <laughs> so love that little moments like that. That's place. great. And you know what? We played some clips earlier this morning. Uh, of the bands and uh, some on-stage mentions. And what I didn't get a chance to do was play the one featuring The Offspring. And uh, here are a couple of, of uh, shout-outs from the band. Hey, you know what? In all seriousness, it's been such a great day, such a great lineup. Uh, we got to play a couple shows with Mammoth recently. How about Mammoth, huh? Those guys are f***ing rule. But it has been our absolute honor to share the stage with both Cheap Trick and Jane's Addiction tonight, who will be coming up right after us. It's a dream come true for us. It's amazing. Uh, our idols. Both of those bands have been big influences, albeit at different times in our life, but huge influences for us. And so, yep. a complete honor. On top of that, we want to thank MMR for inviting us back. And we want to thank you guys for checking out our set. It really does mean the world to us. So, thank you, Camden. Thank you, Philly. That's awesome. And that was just one of a couple of shout-outs they gave us. I think Noodles at one point said, uh, the MMRBQ is the barbecuiest barbecue ever or something like <laughs> Love that. Love it. So. Uh, it's got to be great if you're an artist, especially on a show like this, and obviously every one of them brought you know their A-game, uh, but to be able to go up, you know, do a, a shorter segment, really throw it all in there, and then kind of relax you know, and socialize with other bands. And you know what else is awesome besides, you know, and we, we had a lengthy discussion about uh, the music, the bands, which is what that is all about. And, and it's all about you being able to come out for this. Here's a great little story that I'll include in music news here. Uh, we got an email. It says, Dear Preston and the Gang, first off, awesome uh, barbecue on Saturday. Weather, bands, crowd, all perfect. Uh, I'm from King of Prussia. Uh, but several years ago, I moved to Massachusetts, about 15 minutes off of uh, Cape for work. I stream MMR all day up here, and, of course, when I found out that uh, the lineup for the MMRBQ, I got my tickets for my 13-year-old and I, and we were just about to watch Cheap Trick come on, and something told me to check Facebook to see if anyone I knew from the old days was at the show. Sure enough, within 30 seconds, I see a posting from a very old friend who was the best man in my wedding, but we had lost touch after 10 years. Okay, we haven't been... Um, and he was asking if anybody wanted an extra ticket for the MMRBQ. So I knew he was out there somewhere. I quickly sent him a message asking where he was sitting. He sent a, uh, a picture from his lawn chair and from the artwork on the back of the column, I figured out where he was and I texted that he has no more than a, a hundred feet. Then I was no more than a hundred feet to his left. We both stood up. And ran to each other like star-crossed lovers in one of Steve's holiday movies. Except our snow-covered street was a lawn full of half-baked co-eds. We shared a huge hug. And then my son and I went over and we sat with him and his wife and his son for the rest of the show. That's great. Ten years, man, he says. Ten years. <laughs> we even laughed. Ten years, man. Ten. We even laughed that if you read this whole, if you read the story, we would hear the Jeremy Piven clip, one of our favorite <laughs> movies, by the way. Uh, thank you all for bringing us back together. And to Mike, still the most awesome guy I have ever known. I won't let weeks go by, let alone years, without uh-huh. staying in touch. I love you and your lovely wife, uh, Jeannie. And seeing you really put some sunshine into my soul, and I needed that. I know you at MMR hear it all the time, but you really do effing rock. And I love all of you as well. Keep doing what you're doing, and we will see you at Camp Out. That is from Kevin in Marion, Massachusetts. Beautiful. How beautiful, man. A reunion there. I'll bet stuff like that happens like crazy. Can guarantee it. Can guarantee it. It was a great event. It was so much fun. The bands are awesome. 
If you want to see, we, we recap the whole story of Jackie Bam Bam and Cheap Trick and myself backstage and hanging out with those guys and him being on stage. Um, that's at uh, WMMR.com. You see all the pictures. You go to our social media. You can see the videos and things like that. It was a blast. So thank you uh, for being there. Um, so we're we're celebrating that, that, that it went over so well. But I think uh, Stefan is on the line, is celebrating for another reason. Stefan, are you there? I'm here. Stefan, why all the celebration today? Because I just won $500. Yes, you did! How about that, man? MMR's Money Clips. You did it. Where are you from, Stefan? I'm from Kenneth Square. Kenneth Square. How many times have you entered, do you think? Uh, every time I can. So every yeah. time. All right. By now. Yeah. Nice. They paid off. Well, listen, you got an extra $500. Uh, were you at the MMRBQ this weekend? No, nah, unfortunately, I wasn't. That's all right. Uh, you can buy tickets for next year when they come up because you got 500 bucks in your pocket, my man. Uh, well, listen, dude, enjoy it. We appreciate you listening. That's what it's all about, okay? Thanks. Great. You, you bet, man. Congratulations. Yeah. And there you go. Another winner, and we have another chance coming up at uh, next opportunity. will be at noon, and Pierre will be in here shortly. I'll get you ready for that. So let's take a break and come back in just a second, get ready to wrap up the show, tell you about the Word of the Week prize, and see what else is going on. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. You just won yourself $500? Woo-hoo, yeah, you got it. No, you got it. <laughs> right, I do got it. Huh. Even hours, weekdays, from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., we'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10,000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Visit Horizonservices.com. 93.3 WMMR. Thank you so much. Everything that rocks your wallet. Uh, real quick, want to mention we had uh, Eric Cushing on earlier this morning. Philadelphia Police Foundation. They have their Run for Blue October 17th. Uh, MarketStreetRun.org for information. It's only a five-mile run. It's, it's half the 10-mile. Like the like the Philly, uh, the 10-mile, the, the Philly... Yeah. Uh, marathon? Marathon. No, it's no. not the marathon. Uh, Broad Street Run. Broad Street Run. Yeah. Like, 10 miles is too much for me. I, yeah. I could, it, it would, I'd yeah. be hurting after that. You can cartwheel five, five mile, miles, yeah. Five-mile I could do. And, I, and uh, if you're, you know, just a pedestrian runner, that's a good one for you. So details available at MarketStreetRun.org or you can go to WMMR.com and also get the information uh, there as well. Pierre's got to do a quick shot before he heads in to uh, start his gig today. And throw a little, little lever clear down. Get yourself ready for a radio program. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. How you doing, man? Good, good. Excellent. What a day, huh? Saturday? Right. The uh, blast. My God. Uh, so many moments, but um, one indelibly preserved in my brain. <laughs> out in the uh, pit to watch Cheap Trick when who appears... For surrender, other than Jackie Bam Bam <laughs> and the bass player from Dirty Honey, I Justin. Justin, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't, I didn't remember his name. Lovely guy, but um, and um, but Jackie's like leaning in to sing, but I couldn't tell if he's singing because he had his mask on. <laughs> right, and well, I mean, we well, all got tested and stuff. Well, so. a little story behind that. So, okay. so Jackie and I for that entire set were standing just off stage. Rick kept coming over and talking to us. 
Like, even while playing songs. I have video of him really? coming over and doing riffs, and, and he would say stuff to us. Yeah, he was talking about his shoulder. And anyway, um, and Robin came over and, and said a couple things to me and Jackie. And uh, so at one point, I'd kind of pulled my mask down, and I was talking to Jackie, and um, the um, the drum tech sitting behind the, the drummer starts flashing a light at us and points at the mask and says, put it back on. Oh. So it, we, it was made very clear we need to keep it on at all times. So that's why Jackie left it on when okay. he went out there, which is probably smart because those, listen, you know, they're older guys and they're meeting a ton of people and they just want to avoid any kind of uh, issues. So that's why Jackie kept the mask on while oh, he was up cool. there. Yeah. Uh, I got a little interview with Rick. Uh, uh <laughs> Uh, and he stepped up to the, uh, we had a little table backstage, and he stepped up and did a, a moment or two with us, which was fun. And um, during that particular moment, um, he was wearing an uh, what RN95, those those super... Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. surgical. Uh, yeah. Surgical masks. Um, and uh, I, I said, well, we've all been uh, vaccinated, and we've all tested when we came in this morning. And he goes, oh, right, I could take it off. And he took it off for a little interview. It would have been a little hard to hear him. Those he things was, really clamped down. Well, he was such a super nice guy. We had, um, <clears throat> uh, I, I was talking to him and Robin in the hallway for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And just talking about this and that and whatever. And it was, you know, we were talking about his shoes. And we were talking about, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And they were just really approachable and super nice and excited to be there, too. Yeah, He um, has implants which he had showed me at the last MMRBQ and I said do you still have the the uh, cheap trick teeth and he goes or or false teeth or whatever they are and he goes they're not false they're my <laughs> real teeth now and he pulls his mouth open and shows me two or three whatever the teeth are towards the back uh and they're checkerboard, just like <laughs> just like his, his style. Yeah, wow. And I'm going, holy s, that's that, awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the whole day was just was a blast, man. Moment after moment, yeah. And the, I mean, as I said at the beginning, there's someone has flashed a picture of his teeth. Uh, one of our, <laughs> uh, there he actually has implants that are checkerboard. Huh. I don't. I mean, implants in general are expensive, but. Um, yep. <clears throat> Those had to be rather, rather on the pricey side, <laughs> yeah. custom made. I uh, love it though. Um, but uh, I, as I said uh, when I was on with you guys, I also loved uh, a different thing we did this year. I loved each show having an hour shift. I, I hope we that do that. Yeah. I hope we do that every time. I definitely I had a think blast we should do that. Getting on the mic and playing radio for a little while yeah. in front of that big crowd. It was excellent. Yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, and people gathered, and then at the end, uh, we we actually put a mic up out in the front uh and you know went person to person i mean a little slight separation and barrier but um yeah we got a lot of people on the air who had a great time that's yeah. great yeah, love it, it. uh yeah amazing day nice excellent so you ready for an amazing day today i am let's start with the letter and then we'll see what you got going Preston and steve on 93.3 wmmr now the daily letter and of course president steve shows brought to you today by the letter L is in Lily. All right. Lily. Legs, Lily. Uh, and simple, $300 to give away. We're going to do that on Friday, so you'll just need five letters for $300. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> and uh, we'll get the next one tomorrow, and so on and so on. So what's up on... Uh... Lily, 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 legs. <laughs> I was going to get that sooner, but then I had to sneeze. Early, I, on, I'm glad. early on in the 
pandemic when we had gone into a very shutdown phase here and there were very few people. And uh, I always have the door of Studio 4F open and Pancake is working in the uh, across the room in uh, the DJ room there. And um, I'm talking on the air and I hear a really loud sneeze. And I turn back and go, did you just sneeze? And he goes, yes. And I go, run for your lives, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. I rarely have comedic moments. <laughs> so that was at least that was one of them. Ten, eleven months ago, and I thought I would share it now at the sound of Casey sneezing. Uh, what's because I, I was in my gymnasium and I sneezed once, and I went and got the spray and I sprayed the air near where I sneezed. I go oh, for heaven's sakes. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, on the pro- did you ask me what was on the program? Yes, I've forgotten, I forgot, but I think so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, detours happen. I mean, look at that Space Jam of yours. <laughs> I mean, it, it went from space to vegetables to beets to Steve saying something so funny, and I wanted to write it down, and it was a, a take on the Madonna line, living in the material world. Yes. And, oh, yeah. uh, and you said some kind of world, and Steve said... Uh, that was when we were talking about I am the a evangelist. And he's, but he said, oh, the word, but not a material. And he goes, I am a something, something girl. Yeah. And I go, and it was so quick. And it was, it was one of a thousand brilliant things that you utter on any given moment. But it was, and I laughed out loud at that. And I'm going at that. And, and people, I, I hope other people caught that. I hope so. Um, yeah. Because it was brilliant. Well, but it was you. a slice. It was a sliver. It was a, a pecan of brilliance. Well, you want a chestnut. You had that sneeze thing 11 months ago. Yeah. 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 Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got that going for me. Right. (laughs) I'm ready to take the stage. I know. Uh, Helium wants me down there tomorrow. (laughs) Um, Anyway, on the program today, we'll have flashbacks of the MMRBQ and things that we, uh, and some of the interviews and things that we did. Also, we'll get into workforce blocks of KG Elephant and Muse and Robert Palmer. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Love that. All right. I want to thank the sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show, which include Dunkin' Donuts, uh, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and Acme Fresh Foods. Local flavors tomorrow. We'll get up early, do it again, and uh, Elvira will be joining us. Sandra Peterson uh, with a new book and some interesting details about her life that we'll dive into. And we'll find some other things to get into as well as the money clips and more. That's it. We're done. So rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Fall in love with easy savings at JCPenney's Friends and Family Sale. Make yourself cozy with up to 50% off savings across the store. Plus, take an extra 30% off with coupon now through Sunday. Bundle up with new men's and women's outerwear styles. Or warm up the family in exertion activewear. Plus, give your home a refresh for less. New fall styles, great fall savings. J.C. Penney. Offers and coupons valid through 1010. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.